0: As the storm provides the perfect backdrop, I record this week's intro. Now before I get to this week's guest, I've had a bit of an experience over the last week or so. In my little town that I live in, about 5,000 people, we have had what is called RSV, which is a respiratory virus, go through the local primary school. And when I say go through the local primary school, I mean hundreds of kids wiped out because of this virus. And you may notice that my voice is a little huskier than usual. I'm recovering from my version of the lurgy that my beautiful daughters passed on to me. Now RSV is known to be deadly to small children, babies and smaller children who catch it badly. It's a respiratory virus. Now if that is true, is that not more dangerous than the dreaded beer virus that we've been dealing with? for the last 18 months that has a 99.94% survival rate and doesn't kill children? Isn't a virus that kills children probably more dangerous and more concerning than one that kills 90-year-olds? Remembering that the average age of death for the beer virus is past the average age of human life expectancy. I've just been observing this. Like there would be hundreds of cases in the local area of this RSV and versions of it. And my poor little daughter got a secondary middle ear infection. And anyone's had one of those knows how much that sucks. However, something that can give you a chest infection and be very can at times be deadly to small children and also provoke secondary infections in those that suffer it, surely is more of a concern than what we've been facing. Yet, it's not along with all the other things that we've discussed in the last few episodes. Look, I don't want to go on too much about that. I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to put that thought in your mind, into the ether, because it was almost a direct comparison to what is going on, and no one said anything. Yet, half a primary school was at home over the last week because of a virus. Anyway, this week's guest. This week, we welcome... Duncan Burns to the podcast. To say I'm proud of what Duncan has achieved, mainly for himself, however, the the ongoing work that he does for the community and to helping uh, youths that are in jail get back on the straight and narrow as much as they can, and the plans that he has to provide them for a transition place, uh, for want of a better term, is amazing. Duncan is an ex-student of mine, and we've been trying to sit down for a little while, and I had no idea... Uh, the depth of Duncan's story. We all have our own story. However, sometimes someone's story is a little crazier than yours, or a little crazier than one you've heard, and that's Duncan's story. I don't want to share it here. I want you guys to listen to it and get into it. I've got to find some hilltop hoods for Duncan. He wanted some hilltop hoods for the music for this one. I'm not sure that I have the songs that Duncan wants, so I'll just be liberal with uh, the ones that I choose. Have a look forward to a little bit of Aussie hip-hop. I haven't got too much more. This conversation was excellent, and the work that Duncan is doing is to be applauded. And as I said, I'm very proud of what he's achieved. And once you hear his story, I'm proud of what he's overcome, because it's a hell of a thing to do and to keep moving forward. Right, It's a good example of just to keep... Moving forward, did a bit of a logo change today. Bit of a refresh, using some of the graffiti art that uh, Chris Thompson, who's a loyal listener of the podcast, did for me a little while ago. That will evolve and change. I love the sacred geometry stuff. However, looking at a more uh, succinct logo to catch people's attention. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if you don't. It's all good either way. I will be re-engaging with my discipline once I get over this little lurgy. Remember to stay disciplined, stay focused, be kind, be cool, and look after yourselves. We'll chat soon. Cheers.
1: Like a blind veteran's dog Cause I was going nowhere Like a child's letters to God The life's road was high I was never so lost That I looked for an answer And I met as a box I never did pop pills Or cocktails Just rock tails, Kids with scales, still Got a rasp for cocktails still they me in the back Of the patty Down the up, Smack me Pat me down For a bag. Mom's a rocker And bow me out I'll fuck you out Once again Next weekend Bow me out Drunk again And I never will Forgive myself For putting you Through all that hell I went from high school dropout to factory laborer, slave to the clock until four. Went from sleeping on the floor to being out on tour now. there's not for me. I'll finish with the bang like a Cobain's biography. Uh. Going down.
2: Locked out with broken being Even choked to be in a dope MC But never lost hope and dreaming and We used to thrash push the cars, Silver engine and fail If I never had bailed Maybe i will be dead or in jail Oh well, man i got no one else to blame I'll thank my family and music For keeping me sane But that's the break right. started working late nights Never seeing daylight And paid like a slave might And I've done too many years to miss this for my is To have to tell my son He nearly never existed oh.
1: In the spirit of truth, cause all these kids that I meet, man, they marry my youth, and I could have gone the wrong way, the easy uh, option, but I chose to go the long way, the streets, uh, watches, so keep a look out, look out, be followers, keep your hook up, pull a page, my book out, and pull out your finger, put your foot out, and hey, keep a lookout for what we put out, the brand new flavour for your cookout. Uh-huh.
0: G'day everyone, welcome back. It's a great pleasure to introduce you guys to Duncan Burns and it's his first experience in the refinery, mate. How are you going?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good to have you.
0: Mate, It's uh, this one's been a long time coming. Uh, bit of history on me and Duncan. Duncan is an ex-student of mine. He's been a, a listener of the podcast from practically the beginning and but what's more important is the work that he's been doing and I've me and Duncan have kept in contact for the last three or four. We're we trying to work it out. Three or four years, or how long? How long is that?
2: Who Man, knows? it would. It'd have to. It'd have to be, be really four years. Three years, four yeah, years. Yeah,
0: three,
2: probably
0: four. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, so you know, we and Duncan have been chatting on and off for all those years, and he's been observing what I've doing. I've been observing what he's doing, and um, the time has come that we we sit down and have a discussion. Uh, he's been a guest on. Uh, the Black Dog Brotherhood podcast, Mister mm. uh, Getty's, and uh, a couple of others as well. You're on Triple M last week. Was it last week, week before?
2: No, last week. Yep. Last week, and you did a bit on a current affair but that hasn't been released yet. Is that uh, to be released? Yeah, when the tennis finishes, if it ever finishes. <laughs> um, yeah. But mate, where did
0: you where did you want to start? What did you want to share with the listeners? Uh, we I know we've got a few topics that we want to cover. Mm. However, I leave it to you, mate. It's your first experience in the refinery. Mm-hmm. I want you to try and steer the conversation. What do you want to do, mate? Where do you, Where do you want to start?
2: Ah, oh, there's so many places I can start, mate. Well, the you problem know, like, is we've we've been in here for an hour already chatting. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So you uh What about? You you share your story excellently on Neil's podcast yeah. uh, in great detail, so mm-hmm. we don't have to go into that amount of detail here. Mm-hmm. But why don't you give a, a precede version of your personal journey as a young fella? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, for example, I only learned a few minutes ago when I tagged you in an Instagram post that brothers keep a forty-five, and forty-five is the caliber bullet that you were shot with. Yeah. Yep. So I mean that's the that's obviously the seminal story, mm. um, and it's interesting too, man. And I said this to you before. It's like, of all the conversations we had all those years ago, yeah. before we sort of went on the journey, you never told me that, you never told me any of that stuff, and you weren't ready to tell anyone. But now you tell it in a public space, which mm. is to be applauded. So Jeez. what what happened, mate? Well, you were you 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 were you were rolling with the bikies, weren't you back then? Is that? oh uh,
2: yeah yeah I I um. You know, I, I grew up in a good household. I had some uh, early childhood trauma. Um, my younger sister died a cot death. Um, I, can't, I don't know whether I um, found her and alerted my mum or, you know, I was close to my mum when that happened, but that created the situation where I blacked out the first seven years of my life. Okay. Um, went through, you know, primary school and all that, just feeling like I didn't fit in. High school was the same. Got to 15, had my first girlfriend. First sexual experience with her hadn't, you know, it was, you know, love, you know, yeah, yeah, at 15, you know what I mean. Um, she cheated on me, so I went into a real deep dive, like, dark, oh, really dark, man, really, really dark for about six months. Yeah, and I got introduced to pot then by Mm -hmm. one of the guys I was going to high school with, obviously. Um, yeah, back then got to the point of smoking cones before as soon as I got up in the morning. Smoking in the afternoon when I got home, even though I was playing sport, like highly involved in sports in high school. Yeah. um, Was just really tapping out, really. Like just mm. trying to escape the depression. Like, did oh, did weed
0: did we eventually win over sport?
2: Um, I guess, yeah, I'd have to say it did, man. Yeah. I'd have to say it did. Because that's, the, honestly, if I look back, <clears throat> if I look back in my heavier
0: smoking days in my, about the same age, 16, 17. Hmm. Hmm. uh, I was playing senior football and if I look back, I gave it away to smoke billies. Yeah. Hmm. It won eventually, the weed won
2: out. Well, I I, I reckon I burnt myself out because I was doing that much, like on the sport side of things. Like I was playing, you know, second 15 football in high school, training three mornings a week, training three afternoons a week, plus Saturdays. In the summer, I was rowing. Three mornings a week, three afternoons a week, plus rowing on the Saturday competition. School holidays, I was doing seventy k's a day every day of the school holidays. That was like peak fitness. I cut everything out when I was that age. I think it was about sixteen. Then. So there's
0: some there's some obsessive behaviour there. Do you, do you think that was you were just trying to deal with the the trauma of a- it was.
2: What I know now, yeah. after all the work I've done yeah. in the last two two and a half years of sitting yeah. in circles and yeah. doing men's work, um, it was my shadow. Mm-hmm. It was part of my shadow of mm-hmm. not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not, you know, not doing well in school. So I'd excel, at, and my my competitiveness was just off the charts. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't winning, man, I was beating myself up. Yeah, right. You know the what I mean? It's like...
0: Second place is the first loser kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, that old story. I'm not good enough from, you know... Self-worth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I ended up, you know, finishing up in high school. Still playing um, rugby union uh, after high school. Um, but... Not really, a hundred percent into it like I was at school. As I said, I reckon I burnt myself out from like that amount of training. It's um, too
0: much. It's too much for it. like, I know some of the, one of the other boys, his son, does soccer and he's only eleven or something like that. And mm-hmm. the amount of training they've got to go through, it's like it, it doesn't make any sense to me that you've got to have room to be a child, to be a teenager, to experience life.
2: Totally. And for me, and I can only speak for me, the the joy of it was gone. Yeah, there right. was no joy in it anymore. Yeah. Like every, you say, you know, I'll go out there and have fun. Fun went out of it years before that mm. with the amount of training. Just push, right. push, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. to the point of break. And so, you know, I played football, dislocated my shoulder, and then that was it. I said, that's it, I'm done. I don't want a reconstruction. I don't want nothing like that. Mm. So then I was already finished up in school and was working in a pub. Mm-hmm. So I was smoking pot, drinking yeah. already at that stage. Started working with um, uh, a woman there who was um, the wife of a a member, Mm -hmm. Um, met him, was drinking with him when he used to come down after the meetings or, you know, whatever nights to pick her up from work, get on the drink with him. Then they invited me out to a bike show, Mm -hmm. went out there, got introduced to speed for the first time. Went to an after-party after a bike show. Ooh, at, they're, they're good fun,
0: aren't at, they? are they
2: good fun? At, um, oh, yeah. At, I've seen some shit at those after At parties 19, there. man. Yeah. At 19.
0: Yeah, I me mean, that that's that's when I was doing all that stuff as well. Yeah. It's just like,
2: man, yeah. <laughs> it's like I finally worked out where I fitted in. Right. That so was, it gave you a sense of belonging. That was what dropped for me. But even saying that, and, and this comes up for me every now and then too, when I was about 12, we used to travel up the coast from Sydney up to um ballina where me grandparents were living yep. and still live or my grandmother does we were heading up the coast back then and i think i was about 12 you know the old pacific highway yeah 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 and we were driving i we can't even remember where we were we were halfway up there or whatever and all we could hear was this noise this hectic noise it was yep. like thunder yeah it was calming and calming and calming and calming we got to an overtaking lane and the old man's bailed into the left lane and then whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. about forty Comancheros went past. Yep. And it was just the loudest fucking hectic noise. That? Yeah. At twelve and I, as I said, I forgot about this for years. And mm. I think I only remembered it after I left the club. Mm. At twelve I went, That's what I want. Yeah, right. At so that early already it's already, already pre programmed in your mind. In way. subconscious man. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then, isn't that interesting? So whether, you know, they talk about manifestation, whether in some level I manifested into my life later on. Yeah. And that was the eyes. And I mean, we actually used to live just down the road from um, the Comancheros Clubhouse in Sydney at Pennant Hills there. Um, and my grandmother actually lived not far from where the Milpera massacre was. Yeah, right. So it was once again there, like looking yeah, back at echoes, it echoes echoes
0: there's echoes there's it was in it was in in your periphery for a long time yeah
2: yeah man um so yeah i went out to that and that was it It's was like fuck i finally worked out where i fit it in mm-hmm. you know and i hung around for a few years um wanted it to wanted to for me personally i wanted to do it right i wanted to suss it all out and that's just who i am right. you know I'll, I'll walk into a room or a pub or a nightclub and i'll stand with my back to the wall and i'll just observe yep i agree that's, yep. that's just yep. who i am yep. that it's been embedded in me for you know for as long as i know yep um so yeah i watched you know other guys go through and get their patch and it's like okay well the time came and i managed to be able to build a bike put a bike together and nom up, you know, and I saw a little bit of hectic stuff yep. like going into it. And, you know, the story was, well, that's what happens when you're a dog and you're and the other. Yep. It's like, well, obviously that dude fucked up. Yep. So, you know, you yep. fuck up, there's consequences. There's consequences, yeah. So anyway, yeah, nom. That's, that, that's and look, just, just
0: and I've, I've been of that opinion since then, since I did, did my business. Uh, if you choose to take money from those gentlemen and you don't pay or you don't come through with what you
2: said you were going to do then what did you think was going to happen well the 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 bit I'm sort of referring to was a guy who was actually in there right and it got found out that apparently he'd apparently made statements in a situation, oh, that's that's even worse. Yeah, well, you can imagine the repercussions yes, from that. Yeah, and I was the witness to it. Yeah, and that was, thing was, well, that's what happens. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, well, guess he fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for me not to fuck up. Not to fuck up. There's a good example yeah. of not to do that. There. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's always, you know, tell the truth. Mm. You know, no matter how bad it is, just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you cop it, you cop it. But anyway. Yeah, numbed up and was um just getting looser and looser um when I was nombing. You know, drugs became even you know, obviously more more prevalent, prevalent in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, went through, saw a whole heap of stuff, as I said again, met my the mother of my daughters. Um then back then. Um, yeah, we hooked up. Um and that, you know, we were in a relationship for the majority of, or for more than my time in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a really bad car accident. We lost our first child in that. She had a head-on doing 100 k's an hour oh, wow, at, that's, at, that's, at the yeah. back of Windsor. Just buckled, fully buckled a VN Commodore. Yeah. Just almost like in a bit of a V shape. Yeah, right. Smashed the engine back through the engine wall into the front seats. Just mm-hmm. smashed the legs. Funnily enough, I beat the helicopter to the Westmead Hospital from out the back of the Windsor on the bike. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what are those off-tap units? Uh, yeah, yeah. Little snippets. Um, and then just kept going and just yeah, just became more treacherous. Yeah. Just as time went on, it just got more and more treacherous mm-hmm. until the point where I got shot. And what led up to that? Why? Uh, gang war yeah. over drugs and shit. Really? And what's this? That's
0: the early two thousands. So that was sort of the height of nah,
2: it. Nah, two thousand believe it or not, it was twenty six, twenty seventh of March, which was Good Friday, um, in two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: So.
2: yeah, I mean
0: that's uh if you you know, understanding and look, those th- there's a lot of younger people that listen to this <coughs> podcast so they wouldn't know that that back then there was a lot of what are we gonna say, Eastern, Middle Eastern People coming into certain clubs and the the brotherhood that it once was basically didn't fail but it became very unstable because these guys are, are, are loose units. And, and it
2: wasn't just them either. It was the, my generation that was coming through that was corrupting the older fellas. Yeah. Like they were bringing in the massive amounts of... Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, you know, pseudo to turn into speed. Yeah. Um and I mean massive amounts, man. Massive, yeah, right. massive amounts. So the old guys that were supposedly old school, it was wasn't soon before they all started seeing dollar signs, man. Yeah. Okay. And then on top of that, you had you know the influence of the Middle Eastern way of doing things. Yep. And um, yeah, it's a pretty slippery slope, as you know, when that sort of shit starts to take a hold.
0: Absolutely, and look, a lot of people wouldn't, as I say, the guys of our generation could remember. What happened during those days with the Baki wars up and down the east coast mm. into northern territory? Like it was, it was all happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, all over the show, mm. and yeah, it was. It was not uncommon for gun battles to take place back mm. then. That yeah. was not that wasn't an irregular thing. Whereas years before that, it was not a very common thing. Things were taken care of behind closed doors, and all of a sudden it spilled out onto the streets. And I think you're probably right, you know, the quantity of, of, of product that was being moved through that along with, you know, people consuming quite, uh, vast quantities of that product as well. And which, egos. And egos. Massive egos. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speed always helps your ego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has that effect. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, the money the and the cash that was flowing through um, mm. that. Yeah, right, so you got shot in the back was that is that I'm yeah yeah we're
2: we're on our way to a memorial run um basically it was right in the middle of a war but we're also we're not gonna we're not gonna not change that. Absolutely. we're not gonna change our day for them yeah you know basically fuck them yeah we're gonna do it uh-huh. um you know so yeah my sergeant come down picked me up me and a life member that lived down the road came over but i knew something was wrong I woke up that morning and I was sick in the guts. I yeah. mean, like, to the point of wanting to vomit. The instincts had kicked in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was already, something was already telling me. And I even had the voice. Don't get on the bike. Tell him you're sick. Tell him you're sick. Yeah. Tell him you're sick. Yeah. Tell him you're sick. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. It as it's just like, just shut the fuck up. Get on the bike. Harden the fuck up. Just yeah. Well, that's the, that's the mentality too. Yeah. 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 Get on the bike. Do it. So anyway, we took off 45 minutes later. Turned down a few streets away from my VP's house drove past a couple of cars and just by chance we sh- switched formation and i come out behind him going through a roundabout mm-hmm. and he had the life member on the back went past the parked car and just as we went past a park car something caught my eye and i looked in my side view mirror side view mirror and i, I could see someone peeling out of the car mm-hmm. and then the next thing cracked and then um yeah blacked out obviously Come to across the other side of the road. You know, lucky nothing was coming the other way. Otherwise, it would have been going through the windscreen Mm -hmm. or under it. Yeah, come to, yeah, realized what had happened. Um, My sergeant had pulled in behind me. Um, We went through the next roundabout on the wrong side. I dropped down a gear and then just knew that the only way I was going to live was to get to that house. And it was about a K away. I worked it out later on. So just as um, we did that, I looked in my mirrors and I saw the car do a U-turn and someone get out of the car, waiting, basically waiting for me to drop to finish the job. Mm. Um, yeah, bullet went in my back. It came out my chest. Um, it should have blown my heart out of my chest from the trajectory. Yeah, But um, when it hit my back, it straightened up, went straight through.
0: So it bounced off a rib and went straight through. Sort of Didn't like even
2: that. bounce off a rib, man. Hit my jacket, straightened up. Went in between ribs in the front and the back, and all it got was a punctured lung. Really? Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. And then so I put my hand on my chest and, you know, wound it out, got to the, uh, the up the hill to the end of the street, had to change down gears. And by that stage, I could see like hundreds of individual rays of sunlight. Yeah. Just, and, I, and that whole riding up the hill, riding up that part of the road, I could feel the blood pumping out down my back every heartbeat mm-hmm. and just saw the those individual rays of sunlight and i went mm, yeah this is it turned in the street pulled up out front of the house basically fell over with a bike on top of my legs and that was it and they dragged me out and i just remember being slapped in the face you know them screaming at me and i just actually looked up to whoever it was, it was my vp at the time and just said, you know just tell my missus and kid i love them i'm 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 gone Checking so yeah, out yeah i'm, I'm out um, so, yeah, the next thing well, I worked out later on was I was still like, still out. I mean, you know, I don't even know how long it took the ambos to get there, but obviously, they, you know, they brought me back. Mm. And the next pain was them jamming hose, r- hoses through my rib cartilage to, to keep the blood draining out or, or yeah, trying to... Free up to, the free up the, the, yeah, whatever they needed to do. Try and do whatever it was to keep me alive. <clears throat> wow. Um, yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> Checked myself out after three days. <laughs> of course, you did. Yeah, straight yeah. back to the clubhouse. Yes? No, no, no. Just out running around like a dickhead. Like, oh, looking for yeah, yeah. I just, I actually made the nurses pull the hoses out. I made them pull them out, and as soon as they pulled them out, I didn't even let them stitch me up. Really? Yeah, I was that off my head, on like still in shock and off my head and just what everything and uh whatever it was they were giving me i was allergic to morphine i can't remember the other thing they give you pethidine nah, no 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 anyway yeah I was just i was out there and it was just like get me out of here I i can't stay here so i just made them made the nurses pull the hose out and he said you can't go you can't go i said fucking just pull the hoses out i'm out went and signed the papers walked out got to the the, the the big glass doors at the front door of Westmead Hospital and by that stage I was just swaying you know and my missus at the time who was you know the mother of my girls she just said you can't go you've got to stay you've got to stay I just said get the fucking car we're going and then over the next four weeks in and out of hospital blood transfusion still internally bleeding in the end couldn't lay down to sleep I was getting the sweats and I knew when I was getting the sweats I said yeah righto son this isn't good mm. Um, drove myself back up to the hospital and checked myself in again. And then I'm, I, I don't know what happened. I must've blacked out. i come to in a dark room, um, looking around and there was a security guard in there. Um, they had all these young doctors coming in, checking me out, checking my charts and I was like, what's going on? You know, I said to the security guard, I said, Hey man, what, what do all these doctors keep coming in for? And he actually turned around and said, man, nobody can work out how you're still alive. Yeah, Right. Yeah, they ended up. They told me later they ended up pumping three and a half liters of blood and fluid out of my lung cavity. And what the pain was was that filling up was coming across and crushing my other lung, I was starting to collapse, my, collapse my other lung. So internal infection, internal bleeding, all that sort of stuff. Because I just wouldn't rest. Did you find him? No, luckily. Yeah. I luckily, yeah. I know. I'm, I mean that from the bottom of you know, my soul, my, because know. what would happen
0: after that's a different story.
2: And yeah, it's a different ending. Oh yeah. Stupidly back then I probably, I would have been in a little, spending a fair bit of time in jail. Yeah. So yeah, like, like, yeah, can't even explain how glad I, what I am now as to,
0: that you didn't, that didn't follow through with Yeah. That. How that didn't happen. Yeah. So did you exit
2: after that or did you hang around? A couple of months later I got out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Watching my, um, partner bring my eldest daughter at the time who was four months old into that hospital that last week that i was in there every day it's just like radio what do you want to do yeah what are you doing with your life do i want to see my daughter grow up and be a a big part of her life and be there Mm. as a father should be Mm. or do i want to keep being a dickhead and going down the road that i've had sign after sign after sign to get out yeah and I've been too stubborn and too headstrong to go. No, I'm going to take it back to the way it was. Yeah, this isn't going to beat me mm. and die or end up in jail. Like, really, what's fucking worth it?
0: Yeah, what's worth what at the end of
2: the day? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a kid to not be in a, in, in their life. Yeah. So wow. yeah. Wow, man. That's a. Uh, you know, you talk about perspective,
0: mm. like. You know, and it's interesting is you know sitting in this room and obviously being a teacher for so long everybody has their story but that's definitely
2: that's definitely a story man oh that's not even the end of it (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's not even the end of it um oh so i got out drove trucks just to try and get back ahead because i'd been out of work for like seven months by that stage Mm. four months after i got shot three months before because my daughter had been born and um My missus at the time had real bad postnatal. So I quit my job, stayed home and looked after her. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with like $18,000 or 15 grand's worth of debt. Mm -hmm. Sold the bike to square up the debt. Drove trucks like a lunatic. Doing, you know, 100 hours a week. Just to make, try and get back in front. Mm -hmm. Wasn't doing, wasn't going anywhere with that. Um, Did that for about 12 months, I think it was. And I've been chatting to other guys. Like I still was... Um, had mates in other clubs mm-hmm. and everybody knew what had happened. Yeah. So I had like like a fair bit of respect from other crews, you know, other clubs. Yeah. um, And it was still that. It was, it was and knowing, once again, knowing what I know now from sitting in circle, mm-hmm. it was that validation.
0: Yes. Was, well, there is, and look, it needs to be said as well. I mean, I, there was two or three years there from sort of 18 through to 20, 122 hmm. where I was associated as well and I used to do a few bits and pieces here and there hmm. and it's it and look sitting in circle you could probably and again looking back now there's a certain brotherhood that is attached to that and it, and it, and it almost you know the respect and, and the understanding and all those things there's a lot of positives from a, a, a male perspective that Come from that sort of association. It's only the it's it's the darker aspects that catch up with you eventually. Obviously, Mm. however, you know, bikie clubs were started by returned servicemen after World War Two to help each other basically deal Mm. with what they saw.
4: Mm. That's the reality
0: of a lot of these clubs, and that's where they where they started. And you know, brotherhood. You know, as you know, we've spoken about on the podcast a number of times, and we've spoken in the past about is something that we're missing, mm. you know, and that, that, that brotherly love and all those things. Mm. And that comes there. That 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 is part of that. I mean obviously there's ego and drugs oh, yeah. and all that other stuff, but at a at a core understanding there is there is brotherhood there, there is validation, there is respect and honour and all these things that you know Well
2: that's why I joined. I saw that family aspect and yeah. it was preached to me that it was that. Yeah. You know, and then I went okay and I saw a couple of things, you know, like members take on other guys kids that had died mm-hmm. and their partner had died as well so they took on their kids but that's what i saw i knew later on and found out later on there was hidden agendas behind that
0: yeah that's there's there's leverage yeah. no nah,
2: or that plus money yeah. there was money and what was hidden away they knew what was hidden and where it was hidden and all that sort of stuff Right, right so there was coin involved but yeah. what was presented was this is what it's about
0: yeah this is the family yeah 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 yeah
2: and then when you get in you start actually learning what the story is or the story yeah. comes out in the wash further down the track which yeah. has happened you know with the treacherous shit that went on you yeah. know in there and that was yeah the catalyst for me joining um but when after i got shot i massive depression like Severe. I was diagnosed with severe, severe PTSD. And yep. knowing once again, knowing what I know now, I had PTSD before I left, or before I got shot. Yes. Then I got shot. Then just yeah, massive dive, and just we can. I can only imagine the 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 procedures, the pain, the blood,
0: the hospital, the <coughs> infection. The, it
2: wasn't. It, uh, it was that. It was that part to it. But the worst part was knowing that what I was loyal to wasn't loyal to me. Right. And that everything I thought that it was fucking was, and what it was supposed to be, it wasn't. Yeah, okay. And just that having my heart ripped out of my chest. So how, no. how in what way? Did, uh, uh,
0: I don't follow. So like they didn't stick up for you in the end, or no, they didn't look nothing. after you, or anything else like that.
2: No, I mean, no. So you took a bullet for them, and they didn't basically. I, I died, and lucky I came back to see my daughter grow up, and obviously have more kids now. Mm. But I put my life on the line. Willingly,
0: too. I suppose you would have.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the type of person I I was, and still I mean, I still am. Still, still am. It's a, It's it, that's, that's, am. A, that's
0: not a negative trait, however. No,
2: but it it can be. Absolutely, it can be. There's positives and negatives. Yeah, too, if there. you don't, it's like anything. You don't see the red flags and you ignore them, it's gonna bite you in the ass.
0: That's right. Yeah. Man. yeah you only you only get so many of your fucking ups until it fucks up and you've got to pay attention, yeah there's a tap on the shoulder
2: yeah. then there's there's a punch in the you a punch yeah, yeah, in the yeah, face yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. if that doesn't sink in then there's a proverbial baseball bat to the back of the head it's yeah. right. <laughs> a good analogy Yeah,
0: know, so you said that wasn't the end of the story mate so you you're driving trucks for a hundred hours Where mm. does the where, where how does it culminate?
2: yeah well, I took off that wasn't working, so I packed my family up and, you know. Went up to Central Queensland, moved up to Central Queensland, got a job in the mines, got the dream life, started Mm -hmm. all that, got into that. Um, We didn't stay up there too long because my um, partner wasn't coping with it. Yeah. Wasn't coping with country town living. Yeah, she's away from her support network and all those sorts of things. Yeah, and I'm away for five days at a time. Yeah. So that took a toll. Just by chance, we were on holiday back down the Gold Coast, and I bumped into one of my old life members Mm -hmm. um, who was out by that stage as well. Um, And my partner got on with his partner. So she went, I want to, um, we're moving back to the Gold Coast. I went, okay, no, whatever we need, whatever needs to to happen, whatever needs to happen, if I need to fly in, fly out, travel, whatever, as long as you're okay and you've got some sort of support dealing with, you know, Mm -hmm. um, my daughter um shortly after that had another daughter and then things just started to unravel yeah um was going back on the weekends getting on the drink and you know dabbling in this and dabbling on that yeah making sure i was all right but then it just crept in more and more and more things got worse um my partner wasn't coping like she went back into her depression and mm-hmm. wasn't coping dealing like on a week off we weren't connecting we weren't having any quality time for mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. um i failed a drug test out at work and just blamed that on the relationship issues basically denial mm-hmm. um well it wasn't basically it was denial it Was denial. It yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean that was having an effect but i was blaming that yeah anyway things just got worse um and all right i said, all right i've got to look at trying to create a business from home and need to still pay the mortgages on the brand new house, pay the cars, pay this, you know, keep food on the table, yeah, all you that think, sort if of you, stuff. If you think <coughs>
0: no one cares, stop paying your bills. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but just providing a lifestyle for yeah. my, my kids, my yeah. two girls now, which were only young, you know, and my partner. Um, yeah, one of the guys I was looking to go into business was not long out of jail mm-hmm. From doing what he used to do, same, you know, circle. Same circles, yeah. Back into it, man. It's like, right, over. it's like, you know, what do I know best? Yeah, it's know, like riding a bike. Live <laughs> live that life for 10 years, man. And yep. I see it with the guys I work with now, Yeah, you know what I mean? They come out of jail, or they come out of that life, they mm. think they're burying their head in work is gonna is going to make it all go away. But when they're coming out, you know, relationships on, you know, looking at falling apart they've got kids they've got you know bills putting food on the table all mm. that sort of stuff you know they're on centrelink payments they're this they're that they're struggling whatever even though i wasn't in that space mm. and what's the easiest thing you know to get by
0: yeah what's the easiest way to make a buck yeah, yeah
2: go back to what you knew or you were, for, were good at yep you know you might yep. not have been you know the scar faces or whatever but no. you got by yeah you know, so It was enough to make ends meet and can't yeah, yeah. pay the bills. Yeah, But anyway, that started to play out. And in the end, that played out full on, like really, really full on. Um, end up having to trigger a dead man switch to get out of that. Um, went down and went to dead man switches, go and see a solicitor, tell them the story, so you're not telling the cops a story. Tell the solicitor a story and basically if I don't, If I disappear or I suicide, Mm. this is the reason why. Right.
0: Got to that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: The first solicitor I went to actually was um, the, he represented one of the main guys in that syndicate and I didn't even know it. Oh. Which, yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But what I worked out later was that's what saved my life. Inadvertently. But he he had the, he had all the dirt from. Yeah. Well, he had it, but he I'm like the one of the main dudes was in jail waiting to go to court. Mm. I guarantee he would have walked into that jail and said, "Listen, this dude has just shown me this, and basically saying that if he disappears or whatever, this is going to come out, and it's massive. Mm. So they he, the word would have gone out. Just let him go. It's not worth let it. Let him walk. Yeah, it's not worth it. So anyway, I went and saw another barrister to do the same thing, and the barrister had been working there for doing... He said to me, he said, man, I've been doing this work for 20 years. He said, I can safely say I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I went, yeah, 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 I know, I'm paranoid, I'm this, I'm that. It's a Hollywood movie, fucking rah, rah, rah. He goes, no, man, that's like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, right. He said, that's like next level shit. Mm. You know, and admittedly, yeah, I was on ice, and anybody can say all this, that, and the other, but when somebody said to me back then, and it's still relevant now... When there's too many coincidences, they're not coincidences. That's right, yeah. You yeah. know, so there they got to that stage and there was once again, I either go to jail, end up dead in there from the amount of people that I've pissed off or I end up dead. What do I do? I've got two young daughters, a partner. Yeah. Things are fucked up, but I just walk away. Yeah. Walk away from everything. But um, that relationship fell apart obviously Uh, yeah well yeah i lost my job i got made redundant at the same time and lost my license as well Mm -hmm. for six months or whatever it was due to points Mm -hmm. so you had to walk away from everything lost the house lost a lot bottom yeah yeah rock bottom shortly after i was living in my car so i could leave the let the let my you know partner and kids stay in the house so they had a roof over the house till we figured out what we were going to do, how we were going to, how, it was going to turn out. Mm. was living in my car, stayed in my, lived in my car for three, nearly four months. Um, at the end of that, just before I went back to the house to help her pack the house up and we sold the house, which basically got square with the bank. I stood on a chair, started drinking one weekend and yeah, stood on a chair with a rope around my neck. Couldn't do it. Couldn't step off the chair. Um, had a couple more drinks, got back up on the chair, wrapped the rope around my neck again. Couldn't do it. And mm. all right, oh, I guess I'm here for something. Mm. And I mean, you know, even in saying that, you know, looking back now, that you know, however many year period of being in, you know, in the club, that was just like a suicide mission every day. Yeah, you were just you were redlining it to see what I happened, pushing the envelope as hard as I could. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that um played out, and then I saw a TV. Uh, it was today tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah. they were reporting about um, the issues with youth around the Logan Woodridge area, and how there was young girls of age of thirteen prostituting themselves, and they had video f- footage of them. Yeah, like the Salvation Army went through the streets, sort yeah. like showing today tonight, this is what it's like, and this was back in. 2014 mm. I saw that and just went wow my daughter is 10 years old she's three years yeah. off that. yeah and yeah. I could not even imagine her being in that space yeah having some dirty old man paying her mm. to do whatever he wanted so she could get her next hit because her dad wasn't around yeah or whatever the whatever case, the whatever the, situation whatever the is. story is yeah and it's like righty this is what I'm here for. Okay. This is why I'm still alive. Yeah. I've got to, I'm, I'm here to bring farm programs in to youth detention and get young people out of detention centers, out of jails, yeah. out onto farms and get them in healing that way.
0: So that, I'm just, just thinking, man, like it's 2021. So mm. you
2: are only a couple of
0: <coughs> years out of all this when we met. Because you'd just yeah. done your first stint in that where you'd been doing the the youth justice stuff and then
4: yeah know. yeah
2: i'd been a youth uh like an unqualified youth worker i managed to land a job you know universe doing its thing mm-hmm. i started volunteering at a, a place that was um at substation 33 in at kingston yeah which is a place for you you know disengaged youth and other 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 programs they run out of there like it's a social enterprise of youth and family services mm-hmm. um and the guy that was a supervisor for the part of the you know programs that they ran um got done dui and i'd only been there like two weeks and the boss goes you want a job i said yeah he goes no worries sweet jump in here go around doing lawns and maintenance and all that for emergency housing and all that with these young fellas so i became a mentor to you know two or three young fellas uh mentor you know putting them through the daily grind of showing up for work and all that sort of stuff and turning up and being candle. just having conversations with them to find yeah. out what's going on in their life and you know basically telling my story so yeah. this is where i've been man this is where i'm at mm. or where i've been this is where i'm at now you know and now it, it created an instant connection with them yeah and then I went on to work with Indigenous youth, running conservation land management programs.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. that's after the third pro- program, um, I had a falling out with the boss mm. there, and he just said, "Man, it's it's you're not growing here. It's time for you to move on." Mm. And I was dirty at the time, but afterwards, I just went. He was so right. Mm. He needed me. I needed that push you needed to move on. Yeah, I needed that push to move on to the next step. And um, went on and did some more programs there with Indigenous out at um, Bowie, out of, of Bow Desert with on sacred land out there mm-hmm. with Munanjali Mob and that sort of stuff, running conservation land management programs there for the next company I'll work for, Access. And what um, was it? Yeah, just after that, one of the, the, the programs, the funding ran out or whatever. And then yep. so I just had to get the next thing and just managed to get my forklift license again. And that's when I met up with you.
0: Yeah, right. Wow. Wow. That is that's a hell of a story, man. I think you know, I understand you know, the next the next major step of your journey was self reflection. You know, you you've had you've had you've got you've got some really excellent ideas and we've discussed these ideas a lot mm. over the years. However, I think the key you know, hearing that here in the refinery and, and being able to grasp it is 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 a totally different thing to listening to it, and the next step was really self reflection and self assessment would you say like is that you had to try and actually excise some of these demons and bits and pieces that you had picked up or what you know
2: yeah yeah well i I met up with um my son's mum mm-hmm. in that period mm. um or actually just as I was starting off as a youth worker, I met up with her and moved in with her um and she felt pregnant pretty quick and just went right i knew i knew i was going to have another child like Mm. i just had that deep knowing i was having another child even before Mm. i met her yeah right. and i didn't know obviously who it was going to be with it's just the way it played out um and things started to come up in that relationship yeah i went right okay so booked myself in for um psych sessions Mm When Try and unpack some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Started doing CBT sessions. Yeah. Um, worked through the first, you know, 10 that you get on your mental health plan there. mm mm-hmm. uh, Got to the end of that and was, you know, doing all right. I thought, okay. Jumped on another 10, you know, and I think it was, yeah third or fourth session through that was I really came to peace with the relationship with my father and my parents. my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, going through that whole thing of blaming them for whatever it was but in the end they were only dealing with their shit they were doing yeah. the best they could with yeah. what they'd with what their they, they had yeah. with their conditioning and what that trauma they'd been through oh, losing, right. losing kids like yeah. my sister wasn't the only one they lost
0: <clears throat> oh okay
2: yeah my mum um i had another sister who was older than me that was still born and mum had a heap of miscarriages yeah right so you know not and I really started to grasp it when I had my child as well. Yeah, like hit the penny dropped. Then it's like, okay, fuck, they went through some stuff. Yeah, you know. And then it was only when I started doing the CBT that it really dropped. It, just it Really went, kicked in. Fuck, they're just doing the best they could. They yeah, didn't, they didn't know how to deal with me in depression and everything that I was going through. Well, <laughs> if they if they if they'd
0: experienced that level of trauma, I mean,
2: as you say, as a father now, you have a different lens of it mm. to look through. Mm.
0: They had their own depression, they had their own trauma, they had their own and and they're of that age group where there's a whole different set of issues Mm. with that age group.
2: Just bury it and keep going. Yeah, exactly. Just bury it and keep going. Yeah. Don't talk about it, just bury it and keep going. Don't do anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. So yeah, went through that and then um uh was it I think it was when my son was was he was he about two? started uh you know the relationship you know with my son's mum started to unravel a bit Mm um you know believe it or not once again the universe there was a guy two doors up that was running men's group yep he was part of man up which is a um a kiwi sort of based i think um (laughs) if i if i remember correctly we had a
0: we had an extensive discussion about Mm. whether or not you should go to that and Mm. i I remember encouraging you to to go and check it out
2: yeah yeah well and I obviously took that advice. Yeah. It was like, what can I lose? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and it served its purpose, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm not religious. Um, I have my own opinions on that. Uh-huh. But, you know, once again, each of their own. Yeah. You know, if that's what... Um, oh, look, if
0: having faith gives you strength, then fine. Oh,
2: know. well, yeah, if that's what works for you, man, go yeah, for it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and it did work for me to a point. Uh-huh. It got me into that mindset, of you know, showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh and sitting down with guys and, and, and once again, knowing what I know now from the work that I've done through mankind project, being, feeling safe and being, knowing that I can trust men again.
0: And express yourself
2: without uh,
0: recrimination.
2: Yeah, I suppose. yeah. 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 Or judgment or victimization or, yeah. or and all of those, all of the above. Yeah. And look, there's,
0: <coughs> look, let's, let's, let's pause there and actually dig into that for a second, mm. because that's very important. Mm. Um, I had an epiphany. I was last. Well, it was during COVID times because obviously we, we couldn't do proper podcasting, yeah. so I was doing a lot of Zoom podcasts. And oh, excuse me. And one of the boys, Woody, had a. Uh, for some reason, he had a fluoro pink chair that yeah. he was sitting on for the Zoom session. Yeah. And no one said anything about it, and I'm like, I just want to give him the most amount of shit. That I can think of for him yeah. having a fluoro pink fucking chair, right? Mm. And I'm like, what? but in saying that, I've got nothing for, but love for that man, mm. right? Mm. I really, he's 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 a, he's one of my he's a brother from another mother, mm. and it was for whatever reason that pink chair led me down a thought process of, I don't want to lose the the joviality of Aussie men. Mm. Given each other shit mm. because it's beautiful like it's fantastic mm. you know it, some of the nights we've had the poker nights out here yeah. it is who can say the worst possible thing to yeah. each other right yeah but the difference is is it comes from a place of love mm. whereas i think in a lot of these instances where we have been teased or bullied or insulted mm. or victimized or judged or it doesn't come from that. It come. It doesn't come from love. It comes from. It comes from that place of mm. judgment. Those negative feelings, and there is a place I th- I believe that we could get to collectively as men, mm. where we, because it's it's all reflective too, which I'm sure you've learned in the circles. It's like someone who gives you, who reacts in that way, they're reacting that way because they're reflecting their feelings about themselves. Mm. Um, yeah they're just projecting the shit yeah exactly Mm. it's like I mean I got bullied heavily when Mm. I was a kid because I'm a fucking weirdo right Mm. and amongst other things Mm. and when I got stronger and taller and that sort of stuff and I did I will admit that I did do a bit of bullying myself Mm. in response to my own trauma Mm. but through that I was like hang on a minute I don't I'm only doing this because of what happened to me Mm. That means that it's the trauma that makes you do that. It's not the, it's not because bullying is cool. It's not because victimisation is cool. It's You're not just
2: projecting your pain onto somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Absolutely, man. You know, and that's just that's just the way it plays out until yeah. you become aware of it. Mm. And in saying, you know, what you just said, then that, um, you know, that that brother brotherly love giving mm. each other shit. I have that same relationship with Neil. Yeah. And Neil's program was a big part of my life when I split up with my son's mum. Okay. I just, and once again, universe doing its thing, sitting there on Facebook and his, the ad for his program come up. The Black Black Dog Brotherhood. Yeah. So I, oh, fuck, I'll check this out. Booked myself in for a call. Had the call with him. And yeah, started started his program. Oh, it's valuable. It's such
0: <clears> valuable <throat> work that he does, man. It's It's, you know... You've said a lot um, about PTSD and depression and Mm. and trauma tonight. And, you know, having the perspective, it's like I have my own set of traumas. However, comparatively, nothing to some of the stuff that you went through. Yet, at the same time, it's the same triggers. It's the same chemical response. It's It's all relative,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. Your existence is your existence. You know, I can say that about some of the stories I've heard about guys getting sexually abused. I've never been sexually abused. Yeah. And I don't know how the fuck I would I would handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. My trauma is my trauma, your trauma is your trauma. Mm. You still have the tr- things that trigger you off and you're yeah. still going to have the same responses.
3: It's
0: the
2: same chemical response to <clears throat> whatever it happens. to like that's yeah. the And I mean some people and it's, you know, some people have been through like shit loads man mm. and from what i know and from working with the youth that i've worked with they're the ones that have been through a shitload and that's why they're in youth detention they're yeah. not in youth detention because their life was rosy growing up man. yeah that was their choice in that was their path in life
0: yeah that would yeah well they, they didn't choose that they
2: they've well, reacted to it depends si- once sorry man once again it depends which way you look at it yeah. like if you believe that you choose your life to come here, you've chosen this life to be here, you've chosen, to chosen your parents to learn those lessons. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, that's fucking brutal, man, yeah, to choose yeah, that yeah. style of life.
0: Especially if you think about some of the more unfortunate people of our society. If, yeah. if, if you believe that line of thinking, you've chosen mm. that, that's a harsh, <coughs> some harsh fucking lessons to learn, man.
2: Yeah, totally, totally. And as I said, man, they're not in youth detention and, and men generally aren't in jails because of they had... The perfect upbringing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got trauma. Mm. They've got deep, deep-seated trauma. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I had a, a, a young woman on one of my programs. She'd been living on the streets since she was 13.
0: Yeah, try and fathom that for a second. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And now, looking at it, she was probably one of those young girls who was on that Today Tonight program. Yeah, right. What style of life or what style of family life you have to be in to, that, to be the, living on the streets at for that 13 to be a viable option to be the best option man yeah and, See that? and yeah, then that's,
0: it's be- doing that is better than what you had yeah
2: and then being introduced to the pipe yep and then yeah fuck man
0: ice is such a scourge you know like I, it, it's yeah.
2: I man I I was on it for three nearly four years yeah yeah but and I've watched documentaries after I got got off it and got clean um, And I know why it's so, I really understand now why it's so addictive. Mm. If you're living down here, like you're in deep depression, mm. right? Somebody gives you that pipe or, you know, the pick. Mm. picks Picks even, I believe, even more. It's the next level. Yeah. They give you that pipe and they've said, the documentary said it's releasing the same amount of, endorphins into your brain or actually a hundred times more endorphins into your brain than when you orgasm
0: wow okay right and that's the that's the
2: that's that's the high fucking hell yeah you you think about it man out of all the deep, dark places that you've been and i know where i've been and yeah, most yeah, of the guys yeah, on this yeah, podcast yeah, would yeah. know where they've been yeah If you're in that dark space and somebody hands you that and you've got the trauma you're dealing with all you want to do is just tap out of it for a little while just tap out of it for a little while all i need to do is just give myself a break i'll tap out i'll have this the next thing you've gone from laying on the floor metaphorically speaking to being in the clouds. sometimes not metaphorically yeah well yeah yeah, being in the clouds
0: yeah wow and and that's and then you chase the dragon forever after
2: and then it yeah it's just that constant chase man Mm. and then then it's like that you know that addiction it's like what you've i've heard you say a hundred times before you don't have that rebound yeah that rebound just keeps deep deeper and deeper and deeper so yeah. then you want to tap out even more and more and more yeah that's right because the come down's worse than what you've experienced so it's like well I have to then, get out of this i'll go again and then on top of that if you've really got out there when you're on it you start getting flashbacks and that was what i was getting when i right, got clean right start getting flashbacks or and for me i was dreaming about it I was dreaming about s- getting high, sitting there with watching the flame under the bowl. That's what I was dreaming about, or I'd in dream, I'd have a dream. I'd walk into a party, and the table would just be like covered in a mound of ice.
0: That pervades your consciousness in, at at a, at a subconscious level. Mm.
2: So not only are you going through withdrawals, but you're dreaming about it. So the first thing, from oh sorry, not you, I have to say, I mm. own my statements, mm. own my story. I was dreaming about it. <clears throat> so the first thing I was thinking about when I woke up was what? Yeah, you just had a cool dream about being high as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fucking hell. Yeah,
2: see, that that's the... And that went on for ages, man. I had, you know, cravings, like full-blown cravings. At, I think it was about three or four weeks. Three months was the next one. Six months was the next one. And I remember the last hardcore craving was around about 12 months. Yeah, right. Off it.
0: Fucking hell! Yeah, man,
2: it's it's hard to. Like
0: I shared I shared my oh, I've shared the story in the podcast mm. before. Like I, I watched a mate of mine. I watched while well, one guy killed himself, and another guy OD'd off hard drugs. Mm. So, fortunately, I never did. I just because of that, I had no interest. It mm. was such a negative connotation and association mm. with it that I didn't care how high you got. I I was not going to go there. Yeah. But I've seen so many people and so many. You know, one of my ex-girlfriends nearly fucking killed herself on it. Like, she was full-blown on it. Mm. And so many other boys just, yeah, just slave to the rock, you know? Yeah,
2: well, I mean? a mate of mine that I grew up with died of a heroin overdose when I was nomming for the club. Yeah. Yeah. Some, one of his girlfriends introduced it to him and bumped into him one night up at the cross and he was, like, full blown, like... Full junkie, mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he spotted me... And I was standing there with, you know, half a dozen members standing yeah. there behind me We're yeah. just hanging out and he spotted me and walked up and like they could, they realised that he was like sussing me out. Mm. I ended up just grabbing him and walking him up the road. And I said, man, what the fuck? Have a go at you. Yeah. You know, and I, I said to him, mate, I said, do you realise who I'm with and all that sort of stuff? Like, mate, one... Have a look at yourself. You need to get yourself off the shit and massively hypocritical. because yeah. I was where I was. Yeah, so you know what I mean. But I was just like, mate, you need to get just get yourself sorted, man, and don't ever come up here again.
0: Yeah, because I don't take kindly to that yeah. sort of shit.
2: And I said to I said to him, if I ever see you again like this, I'm going to take you home to your mum, man, and I'm going to make her what? sit down and listen to what I've got to tell her about where you're at. Yeah. And the next time I saw him, he, you know, lied to me and told me that he was clean. You know, he was banging it up through his toes instead of his arms. So, didn't, so have, didn't have the visible tracks. Didn't have fresh track marks. Yeah. And it was only oh, a short while after that, I got a phone call. So they found him. He'd been in a car, in his, in his car with the windows up in the back streets of the cross for three days in 40 degree heat. Jesus. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, look, and
0: I suppose... To sort of counteract some of the darkness that we're in at the moment, hmm. the the men's circles, and you know, for me, a lot of it is this room, mate. You know, hmm. a lot of it's in here exploring hmm. ideas, and you know, sometimes on the mic, sometimes not on the mic, yeah. and and having that having that space. But I think there is a there's such an underlying trauma with men in general, um, stemming. And I think what, what it really, it's interesting, it was only a little while ago, I, I love Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, and he, he's currently doing, he only does one podcast every six months, but they're fucking epic. Yeah. Like, that's the best history podcast going around. Do you listen to him? No. Oh, you gotta get on that. Mm-hmm. However, what he was describing, because World War II is so glorified.
4: Mm, it was the good
0: war it was the all that stuff right Mm. and look it probably was there was some evil that was going to try and take over the world and Mm. we had to stop it however the things that those boys saw right I mean and it it really struck home to me that when they were fighting the Japanese through the Pacific Islands that they couldn't land the boats for the bodies Mm. and that the sea was literally red Mm. with blood Mm. and that is our fathers or our father's fathers Mm, that mm. had that trauma Mm. you know and their fathers lived through world war one then the depression then world war two and that is and then you got vietnam and then you got the jungle yeah then you got the jungle war which Mm. where you know a lot of drugs and everything Mm. through there Mm. and you've got these (laughs) these men that we are descendants of had such a fucking level of trauma that we we can't even understand it and mm. that's why a lot of these boys didn't talk mm. when they came back because there's no reference point how do you talk to your wife about the sea of your mates mm. that you had to swim yeah, through yeah. you know like how do you how can you even begin to put that well, into once words once
2: again it's that mentality of bury it and it'll go away
0: yeah drink yeah bottle it
2: up oh yeah bottle it up suppress it and do whatever and usually it comes out sideways mm. it's only a matter of time before it comes out sideways and so they start suppressing it with alcohol drugs whatever yeah but um yeah Neil and I went to the first circle together first time we went to Mankind Project together yeah and for me it's been a game changer
0: I, and so where are those guys the Mankind Project
2: um they're actually in 17 countries throughout the world okay yeah um, I go to, there's a couple around, there's a few, a handful around Brisbane area, one down the Gold Coast. Yeah. So I alternate, go, generally go one week or whatever, one up in Cannon Hill, go to the other one down the Gold Coast. There's different energies, mm-hmm. each each one. Yeah, different. And is that, is, that, is it, so explain to me what, what, as much as you can,
0: obviously I don't need to know any details because mm. what stays in the circle stays in the circle. Uh,
2: well, it's it's sacred, it's not secret. Okay. And that's what they what we say. It's okay. it's sacred, but it's not secret. Respect it. Yeah. Respect that a man's up there doing his work. You don't talk about what, who it was and what he was doing. You talk about what I got out of yeah, his, what what that what, brother doing his that work perspective. The piece I took out of what he was doing in his work. Yep. And then you know what I get out of standing up and doing my work, and well, plus going away for the weekend as well. Mm,
0: well, make make sure that um, when we release this one. You give me some details and links and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put those in the yep. in the show notes because there could yep. be some gentlemen here that uh, that are listening, mm. and if it's in 17 countries around the world, obviously this is a, mm. a global podcast as well. So mm. there will be guys out there that um yeah, could, they do Zoom as well, like mate. okay? Yeah, that's interesting, them. man. Yeah. That's very interesting stuff. And look, it's it, that is something that we talked about um, ad nauseum at AMART over over many lunches. Mm-hmm. It was about. Uh, lack of ritual and mm. lack of um, circle, you know, yeah. and I think we are blessed insofar as you know, d- with all the chaos that's going on and all the <laughs> all the unbelievable stuff that's going on around us at the moment. Mm. At the same time, those men that are attempting to do the work, it's it's becoming less of a stigma every day. Um, unfortunately. Still, the most common cause of death for men between eighteen and fifty-five is suicide. Mm. Um, to this, to, that, to this yep. day, and it's probably yep. gone up over the last fourteen months due oh, no, to COVID dear. because no, yeah. of you know the amount of men that lost their purpose because their mm. work is their purpose. Yeah. Um, and, however, at least there, there there does seem to be
2: less of a stigma. Do you do? Would you agree with that? It's becoming. Uh more talkable I suppose the yeah. conversations are a lot more
0: it's more acceptable
2: it's yeah. more acceptable but the guys are still suppressing you know what I mean for a majority of them are and that's what another part of program that I'm working on getting men's circles into jails Though mm-hmm. like, you know my theory is if we're not working on the extreme end of men and young young men obviously with the farm program into youth detention working with those guys to work through their stuff and, and create positive outcomes for them mm then it's the reverberation through the community well that's where society is yeah do you know what i mean it's all good and well to be you know working with the guys who have already gone through that process and they're still dealing with their stuff don't get me wrong Mm. but the ones that are in the deepest darkest holes Mm. with no resources no no real and and have no way of knowing how to get out of it yeah you know what I mean? I, I, I've been there. I know exactly where. Well, it's
0: as at. you said before, it's all relative, isn't it? mate? Mm. if that is your existence and that has been your existence since you were a child, because you were born into a domestic violence situation or whatever yeah. it is, pick, pick the pick the yeah, trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you don't have a reference point. You don't have mm. that. You know, you talk about the rebound. You don't have that reference point to to, to build your base off mm. because there's nothing there. Yeah, it's not been nothing but darkness and and. God
2: only yeah. knows what, you know. And it's, you know, like sitting in a circle, it's understanding, you know, what's driving your shadow or my shadow, mm. you know, what's driving those behaviours, why these things keep coming up in our lives and understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, it's come from something that's happened more, you know, every time from the childhood, you know. If I've taken on, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy and that plays out. Even Isn't... when you get something good in your life, your subconscious is running Those stories, yeah, and I know that I've self sabotaged, yeah, because I'm feeding that I'm allowing that shadow to take take control.
0: Yeah, man, what's fascinating to me, Duncan, is that the pattern repeats itself and repeats itself and repeats itself, right? Because I know I've suffered from self worth and personal sabotage Mm. and not being good enough and not ever thinking I'm doing anything I'm doing is good enough. Mm. And all of those things have, what I wanted to ask you about is when you work with these guys, because one of the things that I've identified through my teaching mm. and I, and, and obviously it's been a long time since you've been in my classroom and I've mm. evolved all my ideas mm. and worked through them since then is, is the, is the underlying rage that I see that I had, uh, and I say had I don't anymore mm. um thank fuck however that was you know we might get into some shadow stories in a minute mm. however, how are you helping these boys with that how do you, is it just through conversation or well, physical it's, activity it's,
2: or it's funny you say that because I was at a you know a the, like uh a workshop or whatever you want to call it a night um not long ago and one of the guys that was that I was that that circle the first few weeks that I went, first started going. And, you know, those first few weeks, I couldn't even get out a sentence. And This was just after I split, or was in the process of splitting and just after I split with my son's mum. Those first first few weeks, I couldn't even get out a sentence without just breaking down. Yeah. Just absolutely devastatingly breaking down. Yeah,
0: because you'd failed again, basically.
2: Just, yeah, Everything. The pain of not seeing my son. The pain of, yeah, no. in my head, I'd failed again. I'd mm. fucked it up again. Yeah. I'd, you know, I, this here we are again. Mm. You know same I mean? old, same old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and fucking
0: not worth it. What the fuck have you done
2: now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, beating myself up. Yeah. Beating myself up. Um, And just having that conversation with them. And as I said, I started off really all the time with righto, this is where I've been, this is what's happened to me, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. This is where I'm at, this is what's helped me change, and this is how I'm showing up now. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that hit home, well, one of the real aha moments in Circle was when one, of the, one of the facilitators was saying, he was working on another dude doing a process, and he said, um, are you the type of man that you would be happy to see your daughter fall in love with? Right. And are you the t- uh, are you the type of man that you would be proud to see your son grow in with, grow up, uh, grow into, yeah, or to become, I should say, yeah. And it was just like fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and they are partly the reasons why I split with my partners. It was like I didn't want my kids thinking this was a yeah. standard relationship. Yeah, this, this is, is why, how it works. This is how yeah. it plays out. Yeah, you know. And it was just like yeah. That was one of the proverbial baseball bats. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah righty. Now, what have I got to do? Yeah, what have, what what have I got to do to change? My what perception? have I got to do to show up as the best version of myself to show my girls the to the type of man that yeah. they need to that they you know would be ha- I would be happy seeing them with. Yeah, and how am I showing up, or what do I need to do to show up as the best version of me to have the relationship? Oh, and have a better relationship as in communication and expressing my love for my son and my girls, obviously, mm-hmm. um, than what I had with my father. Yeah, My father showed his love in his ways and I didn't know it until I worked it out later on in my life. Sure. But how do, I, how do I evolve on that and show up as the best version of myself for my kids?
0: That's the question. How it?
2: do I create that safe haven mm-hmm. in my house that my kids know that they can come there. It's peaceful. Mm. They can talk to me about whatever's going on for them. Mm. You know, I'm not going to lose my shit. I might get angry and afterwards. I, and I have done this. I've, you know, got angry and then I've walked in and said, listen, I shouldn't have yelled at you. I got upset. Rightio, now how... What These a, are the reasons I got upset and or, this is the, what or, we're trying to This is, This is what was going through my mind and this is how I really feel that was my reaction but this is how i really feel Mm. i'm worried i'm upset Mm. you know how do we you know this is how i feel we need to you know you know and have that discussion yeah and i heard that on you know triple m interview or you know a guy rang up and said his son's been in and out of youth detention blah 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 he doesn't know what to do he's at the end of his you know rope Mm. and it actually came out of his mouth it's like Oh, no, we don't have that conversation. It's too painful. Yeah. That's where it is, brother. Mm. Communication. That's no matter how messy it is to sit there with your child and have that conversation mm. and open just open myself, yourself, mm. ourselves up mm. to showing that emotion. If we cry, we cry in front of our child.
0: Mm. That's Okay.
2: But show them that emotion, that
0: it's okay to to experience
2: that. But and also that. the fact that it's yeah. coming from a space of love and a space of caring, mm. and it's showing them that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, and just saying, "This is where I'm at with this situation." Mm. I, you know, I love you. I don't know what to do, and it's okay to say I don't know what to do.
0: Mm. Yeah, you don't have to know. You don't have to have the answers all the time. I think. You know, there's there's something in there where as men we are problem solvers. Mm. I've got it. Don't you fucking worry about it? I've yeah, got it. I've I'll got fix it. the I've problem. Got yeah. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Mm. Sometimes you don't got it. Mm. Sometimes you got shit. Mm. You got nothing. And
2: that's okay. Yeah.
0: How do you how how do you you know, and you would have heard it on the podcast a thousand times that you the only thing that you need to know is you know nothing. Regardless of what you do actually know. You know nothing, Mm. and as long as you can truly grasp and understand that, not saying that what you know isn't valuable. However, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's nothing.
2: And then you've got your blind spots. Yeah, so you don't know what you don't know.
0: That's right. That's right. Look, that was a big thing. Uh, I know one of the epiphanies I had uh, with my parents, and I I had a conversation with them, and and I remember. I basically confronted them and I went round there with a whole big plan mm. and of what I was going to say but halfway over there the universe delivered the chestnut. They don't know what they don't know. Mm. You were actually very good at hiding everything, mm. you dickhead. Mm. So how do they know? They don't actually fucking know. Mm. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And as long as we can we can get in deep and explore those things you know and the rage i think comes from a place of pain don't you think oh totally
2: yeah totally it's not pain on on different levels as well
0: yeah yeah i think that that when i realized my rage was not anger it was pain and it was trauma and it was
2: and it was also for me. It was anger from at myself,
0: mostly, mostly
2: because <laughs>
0: we know when we fuck up. Mm. Sometimes we just don't have the balls to admit it.
2: And that's also sitting in circle. It's you know, you're being held accountable by by being held accountable, and um. Learning to be, integrous within yourself, and owning that, mm. and owning that when you fuck it up. Mm. or you make a mistake mm-hmm. stand up mm-hmm. being held accountable by other healthy men mm-hmm. other men that are doing their work mm. not being judged or being ridiculed no just going hey man you said you were going to do this or blah 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 and you didn't you didn't okay but why didn't you do it let's get to the root of the problem of why that why you didn't do it yeah not you fucked up dickhead yeah yeah you made a mistake everybody makes mistakes but mm. why let's get to the core root of why. Mm. Then when you get to the core root of why, beautiful. Mm. I love you. Mm. Yeah. I love you. Mm. Regardless.
0: And you know what, man? There's um <laughs> those three words amongst men are <clears throat> not spoken enough. And I've started making a point of my brothers that I speak to on a regular basis saying, I love you, man. Mm. And they're like, why are you saying that? I said, I'm saying that because we don't have love for each other. Mm. And it's not – the modern society has twisted it from a, you know, love, sex, cells mm. blah, yeah, blah, yeah. fucking bullshit. <clears throat> it's got nothing to do with that. No. Right? You know, you you, you talk to any of these – army boys the the military guys are they fighting for their country they fighting for the ideal they no, they're not fucking doing anything they're fighting for the bloke next to them Mm. because they have love for that guy Mm. who's who's next to him and that's it yeah and we've lost that we've lost that we've lost that in the dog eat dog you know second is the first loser and you know can't and, be vulnerable don't and, show weakness
2: but, and also that too it's a conditioning as well you know like how many times have you heard your father say that he loves you and i'm not blaming them again mm-hmm. i'm just saying being aware yeah aware of that conditioning yeah and i've i've been aware that i've had i've had guys say and you know when on leaving circle i love you man and i can't say it i choke yeah and i just go and sit in the car on the way home so why the fuck can't I say it? Mm. What is in me that I condition choke? Yeah, I choke when I can't when when he says it. Like, and it's not coming from a place of just saying it. And it's the same with your kids when they say, you know, I love you. It's not just conditioning them just to say it for the sake of saying it.
0: Mm. Well, the thing about children, especially small children, they're saying it from mm. the the most purest place <clears throat>
2: that exists. Yeah, totally. But I've also from sitting in circle. I also now when my son says it to it, and it's the best feeling. Even with my girls when they were young, there's nothing better than hearing just randomly, "Hey, Dad, I love you." Mm. It's just like fuck, mm. fuck. Mm. And now I'm at this at this stage where I was, my son says that, and I say, "Thank you. I receive that." Can you say?
0: Can you say it back yet? Oh, I
2: say to him all the time. Yeah, say it to him all the time. Yeah, I smother him. Yeah. Kisses, hugs, everything, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I know that's me going. Not
0: overcompensating, but you're trying to yeah, break the, the cycle yeah, of yeah. what what came before. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And knowing that he's loved. But it's also saying to him occasionally, or not occasionally, I say it to him a lot, but sometimes I'll say it to him and he goes, I don't. <laughs> Cheeky little I shit. Don't. No, but in that moment, and he kid, probably didn't. He no, probably but in didn't. that moment, kids are are living on the moment, every yes. moment. Yes, they are. They're not like we are when we're you know conditioned, we're you know stuck in our heads all the time. Yeah, they're living in the moment. In and that at the, moment, he probably didn't. And at that yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he just might be pissed at me or something or whatever. He's yeah. just I'm not feeling it at the moment. Yeah, didn't give but, him a juice box or something. Yeah, yeah. not love you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes later though. Yeah, it's hey dad, I love you. Yeah. And it's just, like, oh. it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's like mad.
0: And we, that, love is the answer, Duncan. However, you've got to be ready to receive it, right?
2: Yeah, and there's an additive to that, man. You, love is the answer, but it's like one of the interviewers said to me on Triple M, oh, so they just need a big cuddle about these young people in youth detention. And it was like, yeah, you're coming at it from that angle and I can see what angle you're saying. It's a bit of a loaded question. But yes, they need that, but they also need to understand boundaries. Hmm. They also need to understand there's consequences. Yeah. yeah. And but healthy discipline. Absolutely. There's a big difference between discipline and abuse.
0: Well, you know, I think that was well that when I when we <coughs> first met, that was sort of that was the beginning of my understanding of discipline hmm. and the fact that we grew up you know we we were the last generation that got the cane at school and stuff like that like
2: hmm. i never got the cane i was lucky
0: did you i yeah. yeah when i was like five i think it was ruled out when i was like seven but i hmm. yeah it was it was around i remember i got wrapped on the on the on the left hand yeah yeah um that was discipline and that's too far hmm. right however healthy discipline hmm. And to a point, there's a big, yes, uh, yes. You, you, you're obviously very diplomatic. I, I would have said something pretty nasty when they said they just need a cuddle. Um, however, well,
2: to, I was not, I'm on air, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. on actual air, not, yeah. not, not not
0: the refinery air, so it's a different yeah, different yeah, space. Yeah, public. and,
2: yeah. and they edited that. Well. That was an offline. off-air conversation so
0: they snippeted it so they
2: edited it to however they wanted it to and they cut that conversation basically in half yeah from what i'd actually said yeah right and and the the way that i thought the previous programs hadn't worked and all that sort of stuff and um as i said she yeah she came back with um also they just need a big cuddle well they need to be nurtured Mm. yes it's, it, it, I, I wanna I want unpack that for a mm. second yeah. with the with and
0: specifically talk about the cuddle mm. right mm. so we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Mm. we shook hands and had a hug mm. when we saw each other mm. because we both know that that's a healthy thing to do mm. and that was respect and yeah. and love mm. right How many of these young men and women for that matter have actually had positive human contact?
2: Well, once again, that's why they are where they are, man. Yeah. And if they have had some human contact, you know, worst case scenario, it's been sexual abuse. Mm. It's been whatever. Mm. It's been physical abuse. Mm. And you can rattle off the list of things. That it could be. And that's that's all negative reinforcement. That's That's not positive reinforcement. But that's from people that's supposed to love them.
0: Yeah, so they grow up with a twisted sense of what is real and what is not.
2: What is it? Their perception of love. Yeah, or what they've been uh, conditioned to understand what love is.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. But see, I've been, I've institu- I've, I've been trying to institute with all the boys, two things: mm. giving them a hug, and saying, "Love you,
2: man." Yeah. Well, we, you know, uh, you know, hug saying hello and goodbye in circle and and even when we're not in circle those that just that's just the way it is with those guys yeah you know and you know every pretty much everybody i speak to now you know i'm like that shake fucking give a hug Mm. i mean these days you gotta ask them so you know, with yeah, all If it's
0: a new person, can I hug you? Oh, yeah. with all
2: the bullshit going on there too. Oh, yeah, are you true. cool with a hug? You know, do you yeah. do, are you doing that or you're not? Are you doing the elbow or the fist pump or whatever bullshit thing it yeah. that is that's going on yeah. at the moment? Oh, it is bullshit, and that's another topic of conversation completely. <laughs> well, now. it
0: is because how how is that? If you separate people and they don't have human contact, then they're more easily controlled.
2: Oh, totally. But yeah. we run humans run on hum, uh, human uh, contact. contact.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, I think they say um, if a baby, like a brand new baby, if it doesn't have human contact, it'll actually die within two
2: weeks. Well, they had that study back in World War Two, I think it was. Yeah, that's been proven. Yeah, if they don't have any sort of contact, it's only a certain amount of time before they start dying. Mm.
0: Because it's yeah, that's what they're actually fundamental. That's exactly it's, what they. It's need.
2: an energy thing. Yeah. Energy, yeah. energy exchange. Absolutely,
0: <coughs> absolutely. It is. And they say I think it's thirty. Like if you have a uh, you know a decent hug, at some point you actually start to... your energy starts to intertwine. Mm. Uh, I think it's thirty seconds. Think it's 30 I think seconds. you're seconds. around about the right mark there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, thirty second hug between blokes might be a bit awkward, but <laughs> but boy. It, it, well, it's true. It's true. I was thinking of a of a story of of uh, an experience in PNG mm. where. Over there, culturally, Mm. those boys hold hands. Mm. Like, they'll, like, like when we were five and six, they held hands, a chain of five guys holding hands. And I remember uh, one of the times, it was a little while after I'd been there, they, one of the boys went to grab my hand. Mm. And I instinctually went, What the fuck are you doing? Mm. And then I had it explained to me that it's a cultural thing. The fact that they went to grab my hand means that is actually a mark of respect and love and stuff like that and i and after that i'll be honest man you know there was times when we'd i'd have four of my boys and we're all holding hands Mm. walking up the road yeah and the guys used to give me shit about i'm like well hang on a minute this is their normal and what is wrong with human contact how long since you've had a hug mate Mm. and that's a quick way to shut blokes up
2: yeah and in saying that they're only saying that because of their Their conditioning. conditioning yeah you know what I mean? It was yeah. what, you know, the perception of being gay or whatever bullshit yeah. story yeah. you want to f- put on it. Stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. projected
0: bullshit. Yeah, it's interesting, man. And look well and you're right. Why why should a thirty second hug between blokes be a bad thing? Mm. It actually probably shouldn't be a bad thing. You know, yeah. I think it, it probably could be very positive. Uh, you know. And I wonder if if we embraced each other. Um, more often, which is what I try to do with the with the boys that I speak to on a regular basis. When we say, the thing about it is, you know, you'd be the same mate we're, we're that th- those guys that are uh, are hustling and, and and have families and children and stuff. We don't see each other as much as we'd like, you know. I think I think we've spoken about doing this podcast for the last eighteen months or something. I mean, Pre COVID, mm. we were trying to get together, yeah. and then COVID hit, mm. and then the last you know four or five months we've been trying to square up a time. And it's not because we didn't want to do it; it's because we're we're busy guys, and you know, like, but we should make time, and I, and that's why I respect what you're doing and your dedication to the circle and stuff like that. Like I have my own version of things within this space. However, hmm. you've got to make that time, don't you? If if you if you're going to get better,
2: well, you know, and I'm sure you've heard it before, and I'm sure plenty of other people heard it. You can't you can't help from an empty cup. True. You can't do anything from an empty cup. Yeah,
0: that's true.
2: If you're not taking the time out to do something that is for you Mm -hmm. and to fill up that cup, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how can you expect to be there for anybody else? It's only going to be a matter of time before you're running on empty. And we all know how that ends.
0: Absolutely. I've seen a member of a blog talking about passion projects in a small classroom at a <laughs> mm. yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. that's and that was the that was the start of that you know and, I, and i've kept on with that and it's interesting i've had a number of boys since then get in touch with me and go hey i've started bmxing again or i've started mm. doing this again or i'm doing this now and that's the thing that they do for themselves
2: mm. you well know? my passion project back then was the farm yeah. the farm program the farm program i already had that yeah. in my head and yeah. i've been Chipping away at it, learn, you know, going from the ground level, learning from the ground level up. Mm. And I've had five, six years of no's or five or six years of, yeah, love the idea, fantastic idea. When it's up and running, let me know. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to need you when it's up and running. Yeah, I need your help. What yeah. I need is yeah. to get the support on the ground level, build it, build something together yeah. that is going to create massive change. Mm. And in the end, we reduce the men in jail. We reduce recidivism. Along with that comes reduced drug use, drug addictions, reduced suicide, reduced domestic violence. Mm. Fathers being there for their sons and their daughters mm. in healthy ways. Yeah. Fathers being there for their families, fathers and men being there for their community. Mm. How is that not an overall win-win? Mm.
0: So what is it? So obviously I uh, helped you with some of the documentation back in the early days mm. and gave you some advice on how to write it and present it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, where, where does it sit now? Obviously you are still working with Youth Justice now.
2: No, I'm, I'm actually working for um, Access Community Services. Yep. I'm a case manager for a, a pilot program. Um, working with ex gang members, men disassociating from gang life, mm-hmm. supporting them into mental health services, mentoring, um, employment. Um, I offer them the, to go to men, you know, there's men's circles here and there, and that's been a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's issues there that I sort of won't get into. Yeah, that's fine. No. Um, but, I have said from the start of this program, the way I feel to make this program a hundred percent, or not a hundred percent, but a lot more successful or a lot more thing is to get men's circles into jails. Yeah. So you're working with the men before they transition out. Yeah. that they, they have so, a,
0: they have a perspective as they are transitioning out. They have a perspective. They have
2: uh, a rough plan. They get a greater understanding as to what the pattern of behaviour is yeah. that got them there in the first place, so they don't get out and repeat themselves. So when they come out, but also that they've got circles that they can go and tap into on a weekly basis mm-hmm. and keep that process going.
0: Because is it all is it, um, is it basically mainly religious based now in the prisons, or is that where where is it at now?
2: Um, I do know, and I have had meetings with a guy who was an ex-gang member who turned to Islam. And he's doing work in there, but obviously with uh, his Muslim brothers. A religious really connotation attached yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, and from my understanding, what's in there now is like AA or NA, but it's run through the chapel. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's the
0: 12-step the, the program or whatever it is, but run from, through... Uh, yeah,
2: from uh, my understanding, it's run through the chapel. And there's no reason why this program can't be run through the chapel. It's not it's a, like, I guess on some level you could say it's a like a spiritual, holistic approach. Could be, uh, yeah, approach, absolutely, yep. Approach, but just because it doesn't fit under the terminology of religion... Yeah. ...or, or you know, the Catholic belief or, or whatever it is, doesn't mean to say... And in saying that too, um, they've been running programs similar to this over in Folsom and San Quentin for a few years now, and yep. they've had amazing results. yeah It wasn't... Um, long ago that they actually up until just recently they had a documentary on youtube called the work mm-hmm. um everybody that i've spoken to that saw that documentary was just blown away by it yeah absolutely blown away by it yeah um and that's the stuff that i'm want to take into jails for men yeah and as i said the farm program for you, youth to get them out of the jail cells get them through programs to have a positive outcome yeah create create that possibility of having positive outcomes at the end. Mm. And so when they come out, they've got a certificate in, you know, conservation, land management, construction, uh, small motors, small engines, yeah. something along those lines, as yeah. well as doing... Engineering, warehousing, whatever it is, yeah. Uh, you'd probably be able to have to limit it to an extent. Yeah. But they've still got those... The program. Some then. sort of skills, yeah, and some sort of tifi- certificate at the end of the your six-month program. Mm-hmm. So instead of sending them in for a month and locking them up for a month, putting trauma on top of more trauma, letting them out and expecting them to change just like that, mm-hmm. just because they've been let out, mm. put them on the farm program for six months, give them counselling, give them food and nutrition, mm. an understanding of that, how you know healthy nutrition affects your gut, your mind, and the rest of your body, how yeah. all that is interconnected. Yeah, get them connected into. You know, boxing, Muay Thai, Physical activity. BJJ, yeah, which is discipline, focus, self-love, respect. Respect the All gym. Respect tough. your trainers. Respect yeah. your your fellow mates that are there. Mm. You know, then on top of that. Um, so the
0: idea has evolved, mate. Since the last time we spoke,
2: about yeah, it. massively, yeah, massively. And then, as I said, since I've sat in circle, I can see the benefit of sitting in circle, mm-hmm. the way that you know, mankind project do it. And and I mean, don't get me wrong, there's other circles out there that are very similar um, and how that can have such a positive effect for men inside to help them transition out.
0: It makes total sense to me. I can only see it
2: uh, being a benefit. You
0: know, I've had... I'm going to say a number, but I, I, I've i had a, a fair few students over the years be ex-gang members, mm. ex-prison, that sort of stuff. Mm. And what I've found... I've taken the time with most of the, the guys that came to me and asked for help, I've I've stayed back with them and we've had mm. conversations. And the big thing that I've got from them is that, as as we've spoken about before, as we've spoken about tonight, should I say, it's their narrative. Mm. And, you know, what I said, I'm like, listen, man, you, you don't have to be part of that narrative anymore if you truly want to change. You don't have to be part of that narrative. You can choose not to be. However, if you could start you know these are guys that have been out for x amount of time and mm. are still struggling not to go back in, mm. if you could approach that from that perspective inside mm. and then do you think like this farm project that you're talking about, would you maybe transition them out of prison to there for a little while and then go from there, or is that or do you wanna replace some of the detention instead of going instead of going to detention for the tenth time? We're yeah so you wouldn't you a, get that far yeah
2: wouldn't get that far yeah what the way the farm program for youth detention yeah, how i envision envision it is the magistrates are referring them to that sure they've come up in the front of the magistrate for you know second or third time third strike you're third out strike, unless you're it's something it. serious yep um and that's right you 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 go into this program for six months you've had your opportunities Mm-hmm like to change your behavior and and in saying that too a lot of, and it's statistics will show you that majority of young people that come into contact with the law majority of them they'll get you know come in contact with the law get a couple of charges first time offense and they won't go back mm. but what it is is there's roughly 10 percent, probably a little bit more now mm-hmm. that are committing 50 percent of the crime
0: right okay
2: and it's like that, you know, the young fella that was just recent that brought all this back to the forefront again in the media. Yeah, he was out on bail. He was in a stolen vehicle. That's the one from, that rolled over in Cleveland. In, from yeah, he, yeah, you know, I, from I think he ran a red light and killed those people. Mm-hmm. But he was out on bail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many times has he been up in that situation? Basically, what the way I see it is, he's screaming for help. Yeah, he might not visibly, physically. He might, yeah, he might he, not actually be verbalising
0: it. He However, might, the actions that he's taking. Yeah, he is. You know, to be out on bail, and the first thing you do is go and commit a crime. That mm. is that is a, that is a, a plea yeah. for help. And he's yeah.
2: seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old looking at what. Triple murder because the the woman was pregnant. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah. But yet, his actions were saying... I need help. Yeah. Yeah. And my personal opinion is letting him out with GPS trackers isn't going to work. It's been shown when that, all that stuff happened in back in 2019 when the Watch House issue came up into the media. Mm. How they were locking the youth up because the detention centers were full um you know so let them out with
0: ankle braces and gps trackers is that the
2: yeah well they were breaking international detention laws by keeping young people in 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 cells in watch house cells for up to 30 to 40 days there's even a case of a young girl being put in a cell with two suspected pedophiles Jesus. that's actually in the four corners program watch house program yeah that they aired yeah shortly after that because it got such attention um all the young people were let out They were even even shipping down youngsters or youth from um townsville because the sent the uh, detention center up there was chock-a-block full so they're flying down here locking them up down here flying them back for their court appearance then flying them back down here so they've got no contact with any healthy family whatsoever at that age they're being dragged out backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Mm. Not, so there's
0: no positive outcome. There.
2: No, no way. I mean I can't I can't see any positive outcome of that. And I know there's, you know, indigenous community uncles, elders that wanna step forward and that are trying to step forward to help mm. help fix the problem. And letting as I said it was shown then that letting them out with gps trackers didn't work because they all went back the ones that went back to townsville went up there and ran amok and they're still having issues in townsville now Mm. they don't know how to deal with it their their solution is putting gps trackers on them half of them know how to get them off anyway
0: yeah it's only a matter of time you got an ankle bracelet on you're going to figure out how to get it off or wherever it is Yeah, yeah yeah
2: and i mean there's documentaries that show it you know like there's a documentary I watched in My Blood It Runs. It's an indigenous and documentary. And I've watched other ones obviously as well. Mm. And it was you know about a young indigenous fellow that wasn't handling school all that well. And he was playing up and running away and all that sort of stuff. And they ended up sending him up to his father, who was out on country. I think he was even in the in Northern Territory. Mm. And the the footage of the the change in that young man out on country mm doing what was so deeply ingrained in him to do Mm. and it's all you know it's also you know coming back to the the thing where we don't have that that initiation no we don't have that rites of passage anymore no for young men no indigenous cultures have done it for jesus tens of thousands of years hundreds of thousands yeah yeah the women hand the, the young men over to the men in ceremony at, you know, 12, 13, whatever age. Mm. There's a big ceremony. And they,
0: they, go, gotta, they go... They got to go bush for two days and they think they're by themselves. They're not, but
2: they are. Yeah, or they go, yeah. go up the mountain or whatever with their uncles, their cousins, mm. the older cousins, you know. And generally or not, the father doesn't have anything to do with the son.
0: Mm. In that ceremony. Back then.
2: Yeah. No, even when they're up on the thing, because at a certain age it's just genetically ingrained that a boy will start to rebel against his father. True. Yeah. At about uh, roughly 14, 15 or something like that. Yeah. When the testosterone really kicks in. Yeah. But if you surround him with healthy, healthy healthy male mentors. Yeah. Yeah, And he will choose the mentor that he, he connects with. Yeah. And if you only surround him with unhealthy options, what's the outcome?
0: There is no healthy outcome there, is If there? you
2: surround him with healthy options, he's going to choose the one he best connects with mm. and you've got more of a chance of there being a, a positive outcome at the end of it.
0: So where's the uh, the farm program at now,
2: mate? Still? Um, just finishing off a business plan and I'm pitching it to different organisations, um, uh, reaching out to ministers at the moment, mm. I'm trying to get uh, or working on getting... Um, Uh, meetings happening sitting in front of them and saying right yeah this is this is where i believe the system is at Mm. and this is what i believe is going to going to work that's a matter of for me personally i believe getting as much collaboration from organizations as possible Mm. like once again takes a community to raise a child absolutely if we're not all on board and we're not all yeah what's the point working together yeah then everybody's going to be doing their own thing which is what I, and my, once again, my personal opinion mm. has been doing their own thing and it working to an extent, but once again, that 10 to 15% are still slipping through the cracks mm. or they're not getting the, what they need.
0: Well, look, mate, I mean, I, I did some, uh, so i got qualifications now to deliver foundation skills, okay, mm. so government initiative to address the foundation skills shortage of not only the youth, but the adults. It's mm. something, there's some ridiculous number like 40% of adults in this country, uh, by some scale, are deemed to be illiterate. Mm. Now, you know, we are living in a broken world with broken systems, mm. and I was shocked at that number. For, think about that forty percent. Mm. You know, uh, would be deemed illiterate. The system is failing these young people, both men and women, or boys and girls. I would probably say mm. at such a at, at such a young age. How do they? And a lot of these. I mean, I've seen it in my classmate. These guys can barely write their name. Mm-hmm but you look into their background and they passed year 12. How is that fucking possible? Mm.
2: Well, I have that issue with my younger daughter. She's just started high school. She was diagnosed with ADHD and they said she's on the verge of ODD. Um, She was behind in primary school. I got to a point, we changed schools when I split up. She changed schools when I split up or... No, sorry, she started at a primary school when I split up with um her mother. Um, and she was behind for whatever reason it was and I basically begged the school to repeat her so she could go back and try and get a better grasp on that year and they don't repeat them anymore. Right. It's against policy. They keep pushing them. They keep pushing them. So now she's going into high school and she's two two and a half years behind.
0: See what's that going to do in a high school scenario like that?
2: What's that going to do for the rest of her life? Exactly. Their their argument was, if you repeat them, it affects their self confidence. I said to her, "You're taking her out of class just about for every class. Don't you think that she realizes that she's not at the same level? Mm. Don't you think that's affecting her?"
0: Mental health, her state of mind, all her those self things. confidence yeah.
2: already no it doesn't we'll just keep going keep push, push push, push, and i th- me personally, I think it's a money thing. the government don't want to pay those extra years for the kids to go through school, I just keep pushing them,
0: so it's not about
2: education no I that that's the way I see it, yeah, it's your perspective well i mean you have you have a look at it if you think there's However many kids in every primary school or every high school mm. that aren't doing and they repeat throughout the state mm. how many kids is that how, versus how much cost is yeah. that? Da, 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 da. what is how what is that up to in dollar signs mm. and that's the way sometimes it's seen the modern society works on the on the mighty dollar does not it <clears throat> yeah yeah it's it's so fa- it's so like
0: you know i'm I'm not seeing you're you're dealing with One end of society However You know majority of my students Are 19 You know Through the SQW programs Are Mm. 19 to 25 Disengaged Young blokes Mm. You know And It's interesting to observe After 8 weeks With me Like that's the program I run now So Mm. it's not the 2 or 3 days It's like I've got these guys For 8 weeks Mm. And we run through And you know There's a lot of Personal development There's a lot of All this stuff and it's interesting to see the narrative still play out that even after eight weeks of positivity and gaining multiple qualifications and A, B, C, X, Y, Z, these guys still go back to what they know. Some of them don't. Hmm. Um, more than a few don't. However, at the same time, they this narrative that they seem to be stuck in is affecting them on a... On a visceral self worth level. Yeah. And...
2: Of course, man. Like, you think about it, at eight, eight weeks isn't going to completely change what, 10, 20 years of conditioning. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying, <clears throat> and I'm not saying by any means, shape, or form that those programs aren't having an effect and a positive effect because I run those programs and I've seen the positive effect. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've seen the positive effect that it has, mm. um, but there needs to be a follow-on.
0: Mm. That's the issue. Like I've I've had a few of my guys that were stars in my program. Mm. They were leaders. They were doing this. They were doing that. You know, and I, I would follow them up. And what are you doing? Nothing. Mm. So, well, you know, yeah. But it, it's it's a hard one because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's exactly it. You know, you, at some point, these these boys and girls from this these situations, whilst they do need assistance, and whilst a, a situation like the farm program and all these sorts of things would greatly help, at the end of the day, if they don't truly want to help themselves, there's not a lot we can do.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have that percentage that you're not going to reach. Yeah, if that's just the law of averages, or or whatever you want to put it down to. Mm. But you've my personal opinion is you've got to create that and allow that possibility to happen. Yes. If it's not there, then they can't do it. True. That's true. You know what I mean? If it's if, not if there's, it, if if there's it, no
0: it, option for them to take, how can they actually take it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's true.
0: That is very true.
2: You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I had one young fella showed up every day for his pro like when the Indigenous programme ran Showed up every day. was a hard worker. He was telling the other boys, pull your heads in, get off your ass. Let's, you know, do what we've got to do, blah, blah, blah. Walked out, got out, finished that program. Um, We lined him up with an awesome job with a big construction company. And he went out and started earning good money. Mm -hmm. Going back to a bad household. Didn't last, obviously. No. 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 He had it all, but the home environment that he was going back to, and I've seen it with these these young fellas, you know, like, you can be, you know, you know, a couple of months into the program and then they'll go home one weekend and they'll come back and something, and you know straight away. As soon as you pick them up on the Monday morning, man, you know then I mean? You'd know it yourself. Absolutely. The energy is completely different. Yeah. And it's like you're back past where you started with them. That rebound effect. Yeah, because something's going on at home. And that's part of the farm program as well is having... Get them away from that environment. But Yeah, get them away from that environment, but also have the ability to have a house there on, on site, on the farm, where the family can come, see their child for that weekend, and go through the option of starting relationship counseling or yeah. family counseling yeah so they can start to rebuild that family unit and have and and I think
0: you know the the, the farm stay stuff would be a neutral environment as well
2: yeah well i mean you'd have a, a living counselor with them for that weekend mm. and be you know not hardcore you know deep diving counseling for two days but just be observing and but, but, and working on it, mm. sitting down and showing them a positive way to communicate and and, and what needs to happen, mm. you know, and giving them that opportunity to have and to come and see their their child yeah. in a healthy environment, yeah. and create that that initiate that process mm. of creating a healthy family dynamic. Yeah, when the son, when the you know child comes out. They can go and still tap into services that are out there anyway. Mm-hmm. Those services already exist, mm-hmm. and they you know they choose to go on. But if it doesn't work that way, then they can go out and in, go into an alternate option. They can go into the organisations that are already running now to give them that wraparound support.
0: Yeah, and there is plenty of
2: those. Yeah, yeah. they're everywhere. And they, you know, there's that option. That if that option isn't viable or it's just not never going to happen, mm. then they can go out, go back out into society, have uh, a a job lined up where they can upskill to the next certificate or go into an apprenticeship mm-hmm. or whatever because they have those foundations there set, and tap into the organisations like the Benevolent Society, the Lives Live Well, YFSs you all know you things. can rattle them all off yeah and those organizations are already set up to deal and work with those youth and have the youth workers there have the support there mm. and have those mentors still showing up for them
0: and look i think so a couple of things there man i'm super proud of you because i know where the idea started mm. i saw the first bit of paper that you put together and i know how far it's come And you you need to be proud of yourself that you've stuck with it and making sure that you're still pushing, you're still hustling to try and get it off the ground. I would implore you to have a passion
2: project separate to that and do something just for you. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Yeah, I do. I'm getting back into surfing. Okay, good.
0: Good. Second thing is, I think.
2: And Mutai. I'm back, started back training. I've got my daughter into Muay Thai and I'm going back to Muay Thai as well. Good. So Good. yeah, I yep. definitely. And I, as I said, I'm very well aware of having, and I just spoke about it before, about filling up my cup. Yeah. You know, and the other things that I do within the community that I'm in now.
0: Because a lot, a lot of what you do, mate, is very stressful.
2: Like the, the people that you're dealing
0: with, I know you've come from that world and this is who you're engaging with, mm. but you've got to, just be aware of the energy you're, you're um, investing.
2: Oh, totally. And be conscious of that. Totally, and that was a big learning curve for me for the first five years. That was a big learning curve. Just giving it all, just giving everything. Yeah, Almost. not not setting up boundaries not for regulating. myself. Yeah, not uh, setting up boundaries for myself and my my energy and for my well being. Sure. And that took its toll. Yeah. Obviously. Well, it
0: will. It will. There's there's only. Look, I learned the same thing, mate. When I first started teaching, I was like, "I'll give every single mm. student everything that I've got." Mm. I've got a wife and kids at home. That's it. Yeah. I've got me. Yeah, you know, I've got whatever. Like, mm. there's the, you've got to, you got to. It's it's yeah. The, the cup analogy is good, but you got to have multiple cups, you know. And you've got to mm. be just be aware of your energy. And mm. I'm very like. Where the idea is now, I'm totally on board with it and I, 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 I hope and pray that some rich benefactor listens to this and goes, hey, that's a good idea, let's get it off the ground um, or, you know, provides the land. Well, there's the, the you,
2: know, there's, you know, there's, I mean, it, once I get it up and running and my vision is to get government funding or funding and get the support of these organisations mm. to get it up and actually get it into youth, attention mm. and hopefully get the government's backing for it mm. then start reaching out to private investors the anthropologist i can't say it i can never get that word out oh the uh yeah 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 the um
0: oh, now i can't say <laughs> yeah. the bloody word the people who donate their money to
2: yeah worthy causes yeah, yeah. philanthropists that's the one yeah yeah, those and tap into those, so I'm not at the whim of the government. Yes, every four years, because that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody else comes in, and to be quite honest, they I actually reached out to MPs up in the north and down here um, when all that stuff happened in 2019. Yep. sent them my proposal to MPs on both sides, mm-hmm. um, and funnily enough, the the opposition leader for the Queensland government um came up with a, a hard yakka farm program leading into the election
0: oh yeah good reward and recognition thanks mate <laughs> yeah. jesus fuck.
2: yeah i, I actually messaged one of their mps and said hey funnily enough that program looks really familiar
0: and no response
2: i did i said oh yeah well can you tell us more we'd like to know more and i went Mm, no, you've just shown your colours already. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. I'm not. You've already you've, you've read half the proposal and gone. Oh, this is a good idea. We need more detail to yeah. fill it in.
2: I'll put my spin on it. Yeah. They'll, they'll put their spin on it and yeah. and try and get it through as an election promise. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just which went, is all bullshit anyway. Yeah, and I just went. Well, no, well, you know, you hadn't had not what, nearly an eighteen month time period that you had my email address and my phone number that you could have contacted me and got hold of me to sit down and have meetings and mm. work forward and to- together discussion. yeah, together on this yeah. and you chose not to, you showed the way that you were going to roll. Mm. I'll just hold back with what I've got at the moment mm. until I have a solid
0: plan to put in place. I'm not stuff. so much
2: a solid plan, but what I feel as in a, uh, uh, a healthy invested interest mm-hmm. from the right people. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, that's awesome stuff. We'll do we should probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um anything you wanted to finish on and is there any topics or anything you, we haven't covered so far? You know, this is look I've really enjoyed this mate and I think this is we've opened up a number of rabbit holes here that we mm. will will come back around again and 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 sit down again to explore this as because what will happen over the next few days is that I'm going to percolate and you're going to percolate and there's mm. going to be things that we didn't say that we wanted to say, mm. so we'll, we'll come back around. However, for this for this time, is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Any questions you had for me? Anything else you wanted to discuss before we wrap it up?
2: Mm. No. It's just I'd like to put it out there that if there's people out there that have people in – high places in construction companies or big organisations or whatever, Mm. you know, like, have a word to them. Even have a word to them and say, hey, listen, we might be able to help society as a whole here. Yeah. You know, like, there's an opportunity to jump on board onto this program that's going to create massive, massive change.
0: Well, make sure you give me your, all the email details and, and whatever, whatever I can do to assist um and getting the word out there i'll I'll definitely do it for you man yeah I don't have an issue, yeah, now look, we did want to talk shadow path, but I just had a a an interesting idea that i'll I'll say on the air mm. me, you and uh the coach, yeah, tripod,
2: yeah, that'd be amazing, I
0: reckon that could be a very fascinating tripod conversation mm. um there where we could deep dive. And I know we don't have to talk Neil into much. He's, he's on board. <laughs> yeah. And now we've set it. Now he loves it, to talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting him to shut up, a <laughs> <the> problem. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But uh, no, look, I'll I'll have a chat to him, and maybe we, maybe we do get together and and uh, get deep and, mm. and and share some, share some of the the shadow work that we've done. Because I think one of the things I've got out of what you said tonight, and there's a few things that are reiterating in my head, is that sharing your own personal story and I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story tonight uh, I, I know sharing my personal story is still isn't easy I can do it however it doesn't mean make it any easier um, you know through sharing our own personal journeys and stories that's what that's what really affects the other men out there mm. and the listeners out there mate with, without a shadow of a doubt um, so do you have anything else you wanted to say mate?
2: No, I just so appreciate the, the time and the opportunity to come in here and, and talk about it.
0: No, um, I mean, it's, really, it's been really good. It's been and a really I, positive
2: conversation. I agree with what you're saying. Like The more I talk about my story, it, it gives other people the permission. It gives them the permission slip to, to feel into what's going on for them yeah. and to maybe step up and change what they need to change in their lives to, to have a better outcome for themselves and for the people around them.
0: Absolutely, mate. Now, listen, you're going to get a privilege because in oh, the bookcase yeah, yeah. there... have heard about this. You've yeah. heard about that. In the yeah. bookcase there, there's three warrior books, man. You can see it next to the Ned Kelly book. Uh, you can see Warrior, Way of the Warriorhood, Warrior Lifestyle, I think it is. Uh, there's three books there. Do you see them there in the middle? In the middle?
2: Warrior Wisdom. There, well, yeah. that, that's the one, obviously. Yeah. So great. So
0: do the yoga, do the yoga twist, mate. Grab the <laughs> grab the Warrior Wisdom book. Yep. Okay, so what? Uh, bring the mic back over to yourself, mate. Yep. And what I need you to do is close your eyes, and let's see what the the Warrior books have got for us tonight, mate. Right, yeah. You
2: didn't bring your glasses. I didn't did bring it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a bad habit. <laughs> eh? Every moment of life is the best. Yeah, every moment of life is the best, and only one who continually re-examines himself and corrects his faults will grow.
0: Boom, there you go. So you've yeah. now experienced that life. That, that that those books, man. I don't know what yeah. it is about them. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been talking about. And yeah. I think just to expand on those two, quickly, every moment of life is the best if you can. If you can examine yourself. You can take these moments, and you can take moments like we've had tonight, mm. and and be appreciative of them and enjoy them.
2: Well, it's actually a message that I've been getting coming through to me, and it's been coming through since last year till I had those, those a few health issues, mm. um, that I've got to and start start enjoying the journey. Yes. Stop being so focused on the end goal. Spot on. And 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 focused on what I haven't achieved or what I need to achieve. Yeah. Realise and honour myself for what I have achieved, Absolutely. and where I've come to now, and that's a big thing with for yes. men also. Absolutely, not being able to honour ourselves yes. for where we have come from to where we are now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Look, that's that's worth expanding on for a second, you know. And I think one of the things that I've really understood is that whatever the next goal is, I'm not saying you shouldn't have targets. You mm. should have targets. You should aim for what you want to aim for mm. however at the same time it's not the end in fact there is no end hopefully if you live a satisfying life you're going to slip off this mortal coil in many 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 years to come mm. with shit to do and targets to hit
2: well i mean you said it already before the first you know time you saw my original you know letter and all that for where it is now mm. has evolved oh unbelievably so, it's so probably pivoted a few times from when well, see I,
0: I remember that. sitting there and, and asking you questions about what are you going to do? how are you going to do it? what's mm. this thing? You've got answers for all that stuff now. Mm. You didn't have answers for that stuff mm. back then. yeah, right. Mm. So you have achieved mm. and tr- I am proud of what you've done, man. Mm. to, to, to yeah. come from the, the the guy I met at Amart, you know in the classroom up in the concrete floor mm. when we were learning how to drive focus and stuff, mm. to where you are now, re-engaging with the the youth programs, re-engaging with yourself, mate. You know, you, you, you do need to really recognize what you've done. Mm. And and look, for myself personally, that's something that I'm really trying to do because mm. I've, I've always been about, oh, you, you're, you're a dickhead, acknowledge your shit, deal with your shit, you mm. know. Hang on a minute. You also need to acknowledge it. The positive things mm. that you do. Yeah. Not through hubris or ego, yeah. But humbly acknowledging that you still try and get up every day and be better than you were mm. yesterday. Yeah. And there, there, there's there's positivity in that, mate. There's mm. positivity. Well and man, that, that was awesome, dude. I really appreciate that. I'm I'm super glad we sat down. Mm, um, thank you. Uh yeah, I think a tripod with me, you and Neil. Mm. I don't and, know
2: what and just saying that um I receive that from you. Good. I received that. Thank yeah, me. man. Thank no you. worries, man.
0: And yeah, look, I, I'll um, we'll, we'll we'll sort that out, and we'll we'll deep dive. Mm. Um, looking forward. To it. We may need some assistance to help us along the way that <laughs> night. We'll see how we go. Uh, thanks, everyone. I think Brothers Keeper, man. That's that's the name of this one. Yep. Um, because that's obviously the the brand that you've created behind a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you send me your logo and all those things, yep, so we do. can. This will this will be next week's podcast. So, yeah. well, you got some time to give me all the details so I can make sure they're in the show notes. Mm. Um, reach out to us, guys, if you if you want to talk to Duncan or anything else like that. I'm sure that he'd be willing to answer your questions and yep. any questions you want us to tackle or in the next one. Like you know, we need to.
2: I don't know. I think like this one, just let it flow. Yeah. Whatever needs to come out will come out. Yeah. Whatever needs to be discussed will. Will rise to the surface absolutely.
0: I know from experience that
2: trying to shake your hand now is
0: going to make a whole big bunch of noise, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll do ahead. that after. Yeah, um, we won't for... shake
2: hands, we'll hug. Yeah, that's right, we will. <laughs> we'll hug.
0: Um, love you, man. Cheers, love your well, work,
2: yeah, love you too, man. And man, from what I've seen, the work that you've done over the last few years, you've been inspiring as well.
0: Thanks, man. I, I received that mm. from you, so. yeah,
2: it's been and the the guy the other people that you've had on this this um this podcast of yours the stories i've resonated with so many different stories i've resonated yeah. with and it's just like fuck yeah like, i really resonate with that mm. and i even said to you sent you a message i think one time when i saw one of your posts you said oh i haven't been doing it for very long i don't know whether i'm going to continue to do it Blah 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 and i sent you a message man don't fucking stop
0: yeah, I you know and I, I, yeah man, don't
2: fucking stop.
0: Yeah, that's that's making me tear up, man, because that was there was yourself and there was there was a guy from the states and there was another guy up north who basically said the same thing. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah, you know, take a break if you need to. Yeah, but don't don't quit.
2: Yeah, you know, and because you're doing more than what you perceive that you doing that you're doing. Yeah, and reaching more that you may perceive that you're reaching on a deeper level than what you may perceive that you are.
0: Probably, man. I, if I, 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 I
2: dare say I guarantee it, man. Yeah,
0: but I can't think about that <laughs> <laughs> because that it, it that that freaks me out. <laughs> but thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Good on you guys. Thanks very much. Thanks, Duncan. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Cheers, bro. Cheers.
1: cleared the skyline and anger cloud of judgment. So they spent a thousand nights until the desert, fighting something that they couldn't find. Life made us something that they couldn't find. Left us all lamenting all the wrongs that they couldn't right. This is for the second time I've been in before. From Vietnam to Saddam, we always needing a war. Neo conservatives was up, love yet calm. The fingers on the trigger, we won't be here for long. The and they killed them okay name the day after. JFK and then the airport after him Some guy shot him, also Corregor, so he could borrow. I dirty faster. if only he'd We he tested nukes in the atmosphere, seeing the sea and the dirt And they tested all these missiles just to see if they were Now France got him, Russia got him, India, got him, Pakistan Korea want him, States one pointed at the Taliban Iran and Afghanistan, sands of the Arab lands. Orders from portable commands and I'm a caravan sits in 3G, sailor phone, surreal killers cells in their homes and we have Manson, Bundy, Gacy, Sunna Sam, macarena Superman, Chicken Dance, want a Man, Generation X, and Generation Y, and the Generation X will degenerate and die cause we got holes in the ozone that we put there ourselves, now the poles are a no-go words, cook a cooking itself, but we can't look at ourselves and we got saline, Botox, 18, plate tense, 19, detox, don't stop, get it, get it, can't afford it, get it, credit cards been spend a try, getting fat, Shattered guy, swing boom, two, block a two, fuck a biggie East coast, west coast, Fatcher with 50 Flatcher the shifty Fine Lady Tony Blair, a princess dry like like 'cause she got 30 there Well Keating, am heating all kind promise on the truth and the poverty Wish I could have been honest we high. But a castello, wing overlords, promises and children. They threw on both overboard, Overwrought Refugees thrown into a group. Home or jail for the crime of Looking for a new home. Over <laughs> side, Henry's Star, I, 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 genocide, I, genocide I, in Africa, Serbia, Cambodia i toxins, chemical warfare, rules, and love, and what we're worth. But I'm bearer, more terror, more run, trust, stretchers, seizures. I to win, came and claimed the coast of Indonesia. wakes in Iran, Japan, to California. Greenhouse gas turned the world into a sauna. The trauma of mortars, martyrs, slaughters, of partners, mourners, fathers, and daughters. They chased us, caught us, numbered us, disorders, raped us, scorned us. To the break us, they bought us, the well the captains of industry, uprising in industry, corruption in the ministry A blowjob born about the fall of the dynasty, an MP3 saw the fall of an industry Double population, half accommodation, carve the resources and we starve the poorer nations Beirut, Chechnya, all hell broke loose, Berlin, 1989, man, a wall fell Cold war, dead, it, but that didn't stop, more shells, Waco, let up the sky like burning oil wells a world laid waste with addiction Tell all world truths so estranged in a fiction Big brothers on post, like TV and on cable sounds not the celebrities for sale Jeopardy in jail, seized the pose Remedies and penalties for failed CEOs We had the Enron collapsing, white collar climbing Investors, they were taxed a dollar full by dime The blue chip companies and blue sky mines We no longer choose sides, we choose sidelines The cops. They fed them to the wolves, said I try for pedophiles, I let them in the school Set them on the students, turn them on the and Everyone responsible should burn for what they did And if they tried to deny, then deny for a neither. Government and church on which we tried to rely Both robbers still it hurts, chasing lie after lie like Astronauts chasing a high in the sky They landed on the moon but can't seem to return there Make some question if they ever really were there And if they were there now I look back Could we look them in the eye Could we look back Cause when we look back At what we have done Can you believe What we have become wow. And as we walk into the sun Can you believe What we have become As we walk into the sun